Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome to the best show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. And it is a fun night. Is it a fun night? I don't know why I said that. No, it's a night in, what are we in? We are, uh, it's a Tuesday night in April of 2022. For all the people keeping track, the best show moving forward here. It's a nice night. Getting ready to bring you the, uh, the heat, the heat, right? It's time for the high heat, as they say in baseball, which is back and baseball's back. And boy, oh boy, these Mets fans are feeling it because this is the year. Because I think they won a game and then they are pumped up. And then the, they're ready to hoist that championship trophy. It is Mets fans every April is... The best time to be a Mets fan. Is that fair to say? April's the best time to be a Mets fan. September, October, and not so much. Look, baseball sucks. I don't even know why I'm I'm not picking on baseball fans. I'm not gonna start winding somebody up for liking one team over another. Oh, everybody, if you've got a if you've got a team, you're doing something wrong. That's how it goes. You got a team. You're doing something wrong. Baseball ain't that good. Everybody knows it. Mike knows it. All all the baseball fans know it. They always when come did, to when, me. When did uh, I go on the record that I don't like baseball? You told me the other day uh, okay. baseball sucked. <laughs> sure it was me? I kind of yeah. like baseball. Yeah. You said you were going to say this, too. You said, <laughs> hey, on the air, I'm going <laughs> okay. to play it like I like baseball. But just between you and me and the wall. Okay. Baseball sucks. <laughs> Look, it's your words, not mine. I'm only following your lead with it. Okay. Right. Um, right. <laughs> now, look, it's a hopeful time for Mets fans and all the other baseball fans because now they're heroes who who otherwise look like the uh, managers of uh, – half the baseball players look like the guy. Like I've talked about when you go to um, – when you're getting – when you're trying to get a car – trying to lease a car or buy a car, and then you have to go into the financing room and deal with the other guy. That's what baseball players look like. The finance guys who are just like, all right, well, let's we got all these contracts here. I'm going to need you waiting for your insurance company to fax over and, and faxing also. Can, how is it that these these are the industries that still are wildly reliant on faxing? Purchasing an automobile and medicine. Still, yeah, fax that form over. Why don't have a fax machine? Well, you got to go. I'm at a UPS store, whatever it is, like faxing over just medical records, hand, handing medical records to a kid saying, can you go in the back room with this and send it to somebody? Like, my eyes aren't going to be on it the whole time. It's the most personal piece of paper on the planet about me. By all means, you you don't know me, but by all means, take it around the corner where I can't see it. I don't get it. 
don't get it. Get rid of the facts. We we can we can uh we can start doing email doctors. All right, doctors, you can email a file over. Get some encrypted software or something. I don't have to tell you. So it's the best show. This week the topic is who's the best and worst from each state. And this this one might not get wrapped. I have a I have a feeling this one might not get concluded during this episode of the show. Um especially since on a on a more uh serious timely note our uh Gilbert Gottfried uh, we found out uh passed away today and that's somebody I want to talk more about uh throughout the show. But and and I also want to uh allow people to talk about the double albums we talked about last week, which seems to be an ongoing uh, concern. And a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm, we did not conclude that topic. We didn't get everything we could out of it. So now if you've still got some thoughts about double albums, you call up and talk about it. You call up and talk about it. Ooh, Steely Dan playing the uh, Garden State Arts Center. Never been happier to be in California. You can hear the stink from here. 3,000 miles away, I hear. But their lyrics, you don't get it. Their lyrics, they're so, they're so cynical. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know what else I get? I get the thing that you get, which is the best show, baby. And it's time to start it. And let's do it to it the way we know how to do it. Best show.
Yeah. What is up, my friends? It's the best show here on a Tuesday in April of 2022, and we are going to talk all about each state. Best, worst, who are they? The number 201-332-3484. You want to get on the action with that? Also, uh, you can still talk about double albums if you want. That's still on the table. And, um, yeah, man, what did we just hear? Just heard Game Theory. That's right. One of the double albums we talked about last week, Lolita Nation, one of the biggies for me uh, from, like, 86, I think it was. 86, I want to say. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but, um, yeah. It's uh, the amazing game theory with not because you can. 87 will lead a nation, I'm being told. And there was a reissue of it a few years ago, which I heard is great, and now I want it. Um, So, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, Yeah, let's... uh, how how we do who 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 do we got here tonight? Do we got uh do we got Pat? Pat, are you here? Pat? This is me. There's Pat. There he is. Now Pat, you've talked about it on on uh the socials, as they say, about uh how the best show uh New Jersey studio is is folding up and and coming to LA. And that's uh you've been supervising that and doing an outstanding job and i thank you and there's also some furniture though some best show furniture game worn as they would say if these were if this was sports these would be game worn uh items that's right tom and everything must go everything must go and the the way we're doing it we're not keeping the money we want you to just make a donation to the community food bank in new jersey that's the way you can get the stuff. We're not keeping the money. You're making a donation, and then then you can get something for it, potentially. That's right. And a lot of FPs sat on that couch, Tom. Oh, I know. There's a couch, and that was a couch that, uh, yeah, Paul Rudd sat on that couch. Paul Rudd. Mary, Mary Houlihan sat on that couch. Claire O'Kane sat on that couch. Sharon Horgan. Sharon Horgan sat on that couch, the creator of um, of a, a catastrophe. John Spencer, Julie Klausner, That's the list right. goes on. Yeah, I've napped on that couch. And Me. MGMT, and I have too. yeah, I have to. MGMT you, sat on that. You couch. did? Oh yeah, quite Where a few times. Napping on that couch. I'm just working in the studio. Get a little oh. tired. Won't take a break. I just uh, pop on over and you know. Oh, Sit for a, no, I lay down for a spell. Yeah, I think the only one who hasn't slept on the couch is probably Mike. I don't think Mike has. No, I, I never slept on the couch. Yeah. So it's for it's yeah. up for grabs. Fifty dollar donation gets you. I don't know if people want the couch less or more because we slept <laughs> on it. <laughs> Somebody might be like, "Wait, that's the couch that Pat and Dudio and Tom slept on." <laughs> yeah, how do I get it? And other people be like. 
Wait, they slept on that thing? Yeah, no thanks. I'm okay. My dog, Jub-Jub, okay, sleeping on it right now. Yeah, look at that. A dog is asleep on that couch as we speak. But there's, so, um, there's also a table, a big table that Jason and I would work at weekly. There's also the, the classic AP Mike call screener desk. It could yeah. be yours. Yep. Yeah, and you go over to... What are we doing? Best show number four life is uh, on Instagram. Instagram.com slash best show number four life. There mm-hmm. is a saved highlight with all the details. There's a post with all the details. You can DM us, uh, message, message us there on Instagram and ask what's available and I'll tell you. And if you're in the Jersey City area, New York City area, and you can pick up, great. Um, even if you know someone in the area who needs furniture, it doesn't have to be a best show fan. Yeah. Just, you know, we're here a couple of weeks and then that's it. So, uh, do, do get in that. And you can also see the studio while you're here. Take a picture. I had a couple yeah. come by and they, they got the coffee table. They donated, they got a bookcase and they loved it. They took pictures of the studio. They took a picture of Vance, the puppet and, the yeah. mural, and they were very happy. So that could be you, folks. See, the, see where it happens since nice. 2014. That's very nice, yes. I don't know if it's an incentive to anybody, but uh, me and Jello Man may be there at the same time this Saturday. <laughs> well, that, that's an incentive. Yeah. That's yeah. a good incentive. Yeah. That's right. Come on out. Will, will he have Jello shots? We'll help you move. You know, you, I know some With people that. may be saying, wait a second, I don't have people to move a, a couch into my pickup. Mm-hmm. And me and Jello yeah. Man will help. Paul, Jello Man's yeah. ripped. Paul, he could Paul and Mike himself. <laughs> Paul and yeah. Mike Moving Co. <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing if you went into if if it. What do you call? Do you call it? Do you call it Jello Mike? <laughs> Jello Mike at your service. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Mike is burying the lead there, but uh, I wanted to tease you a little bit about this more, Tom. But uh, it was Jello Man who got the infamous R two D two cooler. Really? Oh, so that. coming to a hippie festival near you filled yeah, with jello. Our, Something's going to be filled with jello shots now. Our R2-D2, <laughs> just like the, the Jabba the Hutt sail barge in Return of the Jedi, it will be once again mm-hmm. serving drinks. Uh, we never put drinks in it. I, I, we filled it with popcorn once. We, we put drinks in it one time. We, we did? Yeah, but, but it started oh, leaking. Oh, that's right, I for think. a holiday party. That's right. Yeah. But we couldn't figure hey. out there was like a, a drainage issue, and then we stopped. Yeah. yeah. But it's fixable. It's it's all look. It's not our problem. It's Jello man's. <laughs> it is Jello man's. But it, it, good luck. It can hold Jello yeah. shots in plastic. Of course, that's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And there's all stuff people should get. If you want it, go get it. To reach out, uh, DM uh, the the Instagram account for Best Show, and uh, yeah, and see if there's something you can grab in exchange for a donation to the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. So yeah. So look. What what was I gonna say? It's a it's a sad sad uh, sad day with uh, the news that uh, Gilbert Gottfried passed away. Um, that's somebody who I was a huge fan of as a fan. I was a huge fan of this guy. I thought he was one of the funniest people ever. Truly, truly one of the funniest and. Back when I was in high school and listened to uh, the uh, Howard Stern show, and I would hear Gilbert Gottfried on it, and he was great. That's that he would be so funny on it. Like he, I really do believe he is the reason 
we say when people make fun of Jerry Seinfeld, when they say, who are these people? That's Gilbert Gottfried started that because it's kind of not Jerry. Like his jokes actually don't have that as the way in on it. When you actually listen, it's not really, it's one of those things that gets kind of slapped on onto him even though it's not in practice, it's like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn or whatever those play it again. Sam, like whatever. No, frankly, my dear, I give them is the actual quote. Play it again. Sam is not what he says in Casablanca. In Casablanca, I remember he goes, uh, he's like, uh, this song slaps. Shay. Why don't you play something that slaps? You're giving me all the feels. Shay. And then they play a uh, Ashanika song. So, uh, yeah, I always thought Gilbert Godfrey was the funniest. He would do his Jerry Seinfeld, his Andrew Dice Clay impressions. And he's funny when he would pop up in movies. He'd pop up in um, Problem Child. And he was just always he was just always funny as USA up all night hosting that show. Just one of those he just was he, he just killed me with the stuff. And um so then I got to to uh we, we got him to do a thing, me and me and uh John Worcester got him to do a thing for a video we made for uh Adult Swim. And he was in a, a piece of it with us, and he was—he showed up, very nice guy. He was talking on the phone a lot to somebody else, and was laughing so much, like he—he he just has the greatest laugh. Booming. I'm just—I'm jealous of that laugh. I ain't got no laugh like that. He's got it. He's got enough. He 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 has enough for everybody. So then he's in that video. It was great. Then he starts a podcast called the uh, Amazing Colossal Podcast with uh, his partner, uh, Frank uh, Santo, Santo Padre. Great, great guy. Um, so then they ask me to be on the show at some point they're like oh you got to come on and i'm just like i i was was uh completely blown away because i love the podcast because it's basically them talking to a lot of weirdos and old-time showbiz people and and people on the on the people that were famous decades ago and and maybe now are on the fringes of things or people who have always kind of been known and they can't believe they get, get them to sit down for a podcast. Just real, real interesting show. And they both know their stuff. Frank and Gilbert both know their stuff with, with uh, old movies and old TV shows. So it's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, So I am getting ready to go to the studio to record this thing. And I was not having a good time at that point, um, professionally. 
I was working on a TV show that uh, it was a show. Look, you can figure out what it is. It's not. It takes five seconds to figure it. I was working on the the show Divorce, the HBO show Divorce. I was writing on that. It was not going. It was not going well. Was, I was. This is when I got told I gave off an Eeyore vibe when I was meeting with the the new uh, boss, and. It was one of those situations where um, I had a job, worked on season one, was getting ready to work on season two for a long time. And um, through uh, just general too many cooks in the kitchen, uh, uh, incompetence, uh, backstabbing, weakness, everything that could go wrong was going wrong on this job. Suffice it to say, season two was looking a lot different than season one. So I'm just like, not sure where my role in it is. And then I get told that, um, you know, there's a new, there's going to be a new, new showrunner. So I, 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 I meet with them and then they, they clearly are driving me to the edge of the cliff to get me to jump. So then it could be, oh, he jumped. He didn't. We, we didn't fire him. He jumped. So it's not going well. It was a terrible day. Terrible day. Basically, I have to step aside on this show that I was basically counting on the money for. Was I had been working a long time waiting for the money, and the money was backloaded contractually so i law i worked basically i basically lost a year's worth of pay that that year because i had to leave hi everybody tim heidecker here we have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven we've got legendary psych rocker ty siegel and doug is back from down under good day good day and his mommy came with him mommy and gary lucenhop are here too Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Um... So I'm not in a good good place driving in to go do the show. The Gilbert Gottfried uh, podcast, which was, which was recording in Midtown, heading on in. Um, get in to the studio. I see. Uh, meet meet Frank face to face. Meet. Uh, Gilbert's wife, Dara, and over in the corner, just sitting on the couch, is Gilbert Gottfried, just like a, like, I mean, he seemed like he was 95 years old. He was just sitting there. I thought, I wasn't sure if he was asleep, wasn't sure what was going on. So then I'm Frank is like, so let's figure out the, we want to list some credits for you at the start of the show. What are the things you want listed? And I was like, well, you know, the one thing 
I would like to kind of not get into is the, I've been working on the show divorce and I would rather not um, bring that up. Cause I had to, I had to leave the job today under circumstances out of my control. Um, because the, the, everything changed on the job. Everything changed. It was not, it was not a good fit and they're trying to drive me out and I quit. Bah, bah, bah. I'd ra- really rather not bring that up on the thing. And I'm looking over, I'd see Gilbert Godfrey just sitting there like, man, see this guy, like, he seems like he's asleep again. He's just catatonic. And then, and now look, you can hear the show. So I have not heard it back from when, when it happened. And I'm probably going to say parts of it wrong, but the way I remember it going was we start the show. And they're going through the credits. I'm on the podcast. Amazing, colossal podcast. They're going through the credits through my part of my introduction. And mention the best show, mention whatever, you know, like Road on Monk, blah, 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 blah. But then Gilbert goes. And now he's far from catatonic. He is lit up and he went from being like he was 95 years old to being nine years old. He is like a wound up kid now and it's gleeful. So he starts going, one thing you will not. Like he said, uh, if Sarah Jessica Parker is having a Christmas party, he will not be invited to it. And if Thomas Hayden Church is playing poker and putting a poker night together, he will not be sitting at this table. It's literally the most raw thing I could have experienced. It was the literally the last thing I wanted to talk about. And he's now gleefully rubbing my face in it because he was listening the whole time. He was just laying in wait. He was like a, like a panther is what he really was. He was waiting for me <laughs> to say what I didn't want to talk about and then brought it up. And it was the funniest thing imaginable that he did that i was moved i was truly touched it was there was something so healing and positive about it that i was just able to to actually laugh about this situation that i was looking at as a just a a disaster and he made it funny and he didn't know me, but he just knew himself and he knew how funny he was. He knew he could turn this into comedy and he did. And it was so, oh my God, what, what an experience. I, n- I never laughed so much. I never, it was just, it was just, 
it really was the power of um comedy and a funny person using their their thing their skill and talent and gift to be funny and it just laid me out and it was a truly special moment yeah it was it was it was very special and uh i'm glad that um that i got to know him a little a very little bit just meet him a few times I was a fan um yeah that's somebody i that when i when i saw the news that really uh that really caught me off guard i was not expecting that really heartbreaking and uh yeah you know later in the show we'll we'll talk more about about him and um you know we'll 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 do what we do it's what we do and that is somebody who is going to be missed and you could see the outpouring of people who are just like the way that that guy was funny he could be we could say awful things, truly awful things, despicable things. And he said things in a way, I don't know. He just, he just killed me because there was only one of this weird little mutant guy who had this comedy brain that would not stop. So, yeah, that's somebody I'm going to miss. So, you know, hopefully we'll talk to uh, later in the show. And if you're listening, uh, to, to P.S. This is, this is code right now. P.S. P.S. Hour two. Okay. P.S. Hour two. Get the number from... Uh, from from one of the producers it's not very much code let's uh let's take a call who do we got pat pat any calls any calls for the topic to for this week's topic no calls on this week's topic yet but i got someone Ooh. who wants to chime in on double albums oh, oh okay okay i'm 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 all ears here we go listening uh hello hello Hello, hi. Um, to whom am I speaking? Hi, this is uh, Eric from Los Angeles. Oh my God, I know who this is. As I live and breathe, this is this is this is a gift. This is a gift. <laughs> this is not a caller. This is a gift in caller form. Oh, uh, Thank you. No, really, but um, I'm sorry about Gilbert Gottfried. That's uh, really sad. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was it was one of the funniest things how he would not. He just would not stop talking about the last thing on earth I wanted to talk about <laughs> became the first thing he wanted to talk about. And it was just, I just couldn't, I just, it was, he, it was kind of like, I didn't know what I want. I thought I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know what I needed. And he yeah. somehow knew what I needed or he just didn't care. It was just doing it to be funny. Yeah. And whether if I was actually hurt, then too bad also. 
but <laughs> yeah. that was that's what you were getting from him, and I well, loved it. Um, now this guy on the line right now. Oh, people often call him the Gilbert Gottfried of painting. <laughs> um, it's kind of what he's known as. So true. <laughs> Fine art. Now this is this is our friend Eric White, the artist. How are you, Eric? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, now you, I'm being yeah. told that you had a thought or two about double albums, eh? I do. I have a, quite a few. I don't want to. I don't want to hog up the time. I, I actually was on hold last week for an hour, and then the uh, the wrestling talk started, and I knew I was doomed, and I had actually had to leave anyway. So, um, just tell me, tell me you're on the line. We'll. I'll. I'll keep. I'll get you on. I don't want to. I don't. I shouldn't. Get I don't deserve a special dispensation here. Yes, I'm you do. It's not special. It's just additional. It's making sure we cover all our bases. I try to take care of everybody, Eric. Well, I appreciate it. I didn't want to. Get, I didn't want to get in the way of uh, what's it called, WrestleMania. Well, the way it works on the best show, it's like it's like the Bob Dylan said it best when he said, "Oh, the ladder of best show callers has no top <laughs> and no bottom." <laughs> and he sang right, it in that on. voice too, with a little top and no bottom. <laughs> He did. Well, speaking of Bob Dylan, that's the one I wanted to start with because I don't think anyone mentioned it last week. And uh, Blonde on Blonde, I believe, is the first double album in rock. I think it might it might be right. I think it um, is. I mean, I thought, it, and I, I I'm sorry to mention this. I know you hate him, but uh, I thought Freakout was, but Freakout mm-hmm. came out. Depending on who you ask, it came out a couple weeks or a couple months after Blonde on Blonde. Yes, I believe Blonde on Blonde made it to the marketplace sooner. So that would be the the first double album in rock music of all new material. Yeah, I believe so. 66. Yeah. And Um, yeah, Blonde on Blonde, that's that's an untouchable record. That's one of the that's as good as it gets. Yeah, it's amazing. Did you ever listen to the to the record to the to the 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 big box set that he put out that Bob Dylan exactly. put out of all the sessions building up to it? No, I don't have that one. I, I just got the um, because that's not my favorite. I do like that record, but it's but I still I'm still uh, Highway sixty one. Sure. Cool. So I have that box, but I don't think I, I don't have the blonde on blonde thing. Well, there's a thing. Well, what it is is they put a box set out of basically an 18-month period of Bob Dylan, like a 16 or 18-disc set of all of the like of the recording sessions, and you hear multiple takes of each song as he's as he's figuring them out for bringing it all back home. Highway 61, Blonde on Blonde, and you get all of it. There's one part where he yells at the band because he tries to bring the band into the studio. And the thing is, they don't do a good job in the studio with him. Like he, he, he's in there with them and they're not finding it the way he wants it. Mm -hmm. And then he tells one of them at one point, play anything you want, but don't play that. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is, um, yeah. So well, I, th- um, I think I do have that one then. That's the one. Well, yeah, I think because I have the one that has, I guess, our whole period. I, it's like the yeah, it's a huge box. Yes. I'm, I'm just trying to dig into that one. Um, yeah, no, it's amazing. Um, but it's, um, yeah, look, blonde on blonde, unbelievable. But the funniest thing is that Bob Dylan followed it up a few years later with another double album, which is kind of the opposite of blonde on blonde self portrait. Oh, right. That's a double too. Yeah. Which is loaded with a whole lot of not good things. (laughs) Yeah. I've had that one for years, but I don't know it because I kind of, I kind of wasn't into it, but, um, I know, uh, I know there's people that that have come around on it and like it, but I will say there there was another box and look, this guy apparently this guy this guy put, puts out uh there's more Bob Dylan boxes than Amazon boxes uh in my yeah. in my house. Um <laughs> but he um there's a box set of of the of the uh, self portrait era, without the strings on it and without the the all the overproduction that got dumped on it. Yeah, and that stuff is interesting. Uh, distanced from the 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 trappings of the double album, but it's still he was he was a little lost at sea at that period in that in that okay. stretch. So. Yeah, I don't think I need that box. No, not an essential period. If you got to pick your spots, not an essential period. Yeah. I just heard they're trying to do like a 10 disc on uh, Time Out of Mind. How how much, how how can there be that much material on on that record? Are any of them going to be like blank, like CDRs? You put other things (laughs) on it if you want? Yeah, they're just one sided, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you go, yeah, do what you want with this. (laughs) <laughs> um be like yeah i i put some uh i put sticks i put a, a great illusion <laughs> on uh grand illusion is grand illusion i don't know i put cornerstone okay i'll do the one album to, uh, no, i put cornerstone on it um yeah now that's uh so yeah so look uh blonde on blonde absolutely it just absolutely. has to be mentioned i mean it's yeah Yes. Um, I mean, I still think my. If, I mean, if I have to pick one, it's still the White Album. It just has too much personal significance, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's unbelievable. But there's there's others, and I know you. I mean, well, I'm just gonna you know. I mean, Trout Trout Mask is a, a double, right? Yes. Sixty nine. Yes. Yeah. And also, again, I know you don't care, but I think Uncle Meat is a pretty. There's some stupid stuff on there, but I think there's some really important stuff on there too. Hold on a second. Also, wait a second, Eric. You mean to tell me there's some stupid stuff on a Frank Zappa album? <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but it's true. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. <laughs> An album called Uncle Meat has stupid stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, with the Frank Zappa stuff, if you like him, God bless you. I'm not going to take yeah. it away from you. I'm not here to rain on your parade. 
everybody wants yeah, you want to go listen to Joe's Garage Part Three, Shake Your Booty, Jazz from Hell, uh, Grand Wazoo, all the things. You can go all day and night. You want to listen to Lather, uh, uh, Two Hundred Motels, whatever you want. Go do it. I'm happy for you. It's not for me. I've tried. Yeah, I've tried. Yeah. All of you, I tried. I know you've tried. I've heard you try. Yeah, you heard me try. People have heard. heard people are tired of. People are tired of me trying. <laughs> They're like, give it up. It's not for you. I'm like, no, no I'm going to try one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to try to get you to try again. You could get me to try one more time. One song or one like a whole thing, like a whole. Give it some thought. You give it some thought. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. I'll try. I'll try. You give it some um, thought, and then you can, you can see if you can convince me. Julie Klausner yeah, yeah. put an entire playlist together for me, <laughs> and I tried. Oh, all right, all right. I might try to try. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, well, one- any yeah, other really ones that are double yeah, albums? Well, I didn't hear anyone mention uh, Third Soft Machine record. Um, no, third Soft, Soft Machine 3 is a great third, double yeah. album with Moon and June. Um, oh, my yeah. God. And it's just that is, four tracks, one on each side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's That's, mind-blowing. I mean, I, I, I couldn't. I, my uh, The guy that used to photograph my work, uh, up in San Francisco, my friend Paul turned me out to that. And he, I don't know if I ever told you this, but he said he, um, when they were opening for Hendrix, when Hendrix first came back, uh, he would try to get his friends to go see Hendrix, and he couldn't get any friends to go. He said he saw Soft Machine open for Hendrix in San Francisco five times. God, can you imagine? I, I can't. I, I can't. can't. These are bills. I, I mean, these bills drive me nuts. When I see like an old advertisement of some of these bills where it's just like <laughs> for one of those those concert those like the the posters, the 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 billboard style posters, is that what you call them? Uh I think you know, yeah. With just listing all the just yeah. listing the yeah. Or the or the psychedelic ones that were kind of like Yeah. What are those? Like twelve those are like uh what are the dimensions on something like that? Not twelve by eighteen. What are we looking at? Ten by sixteen. Some of those are yes. Yeah, some of those are like eighteen by twenty-four. I think. Yeah, but those ones were it's suddenly like, like oh, people. it's like yeah. oh, Captain Beefheart played this show, and, and and like and you're like, who else is on the bill? It's like oh, uh, man, why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, like on who Muddy was. Waters or what, what or whatever, yeah. like. The, yeah, like Chuck Berry, like Chuck Berry yeah. on a bill with Ca- Captain Beefheart and like Taj Mahal, or like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, and you're like, wow, what a what a crazily uh, diverse bill. And then, then you're just like, you look now, and you're just like, yeah, man, things things got away from that for so long, and they're finally getting Definitely. back to it. Yeah, it's true. It took a long a time on those things, and like it was the tickets were like two fifty. Yeah, and that's the other thing; they were two fifty. So like, yeah. Imagine being somebody who was there then, and you're just like, and you remember the day you wouldn't 
spring for the concert ticket because you didn't want to lay out <laughs> that extra fifty. It's like, yeah, if it was two dollars, <laughs> sure I'd go. Two fifty, yeah, that's a little rich yeah. for my blood. Get it? Yeah. Yeah, and now you go into a, a coffee shop and it's six dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one from that same year is uh, Bitches Brew. Yeah, Bitches uh, Brew is amazing. Which is, and to me, that is his pinnacle of that stuff. Like, it still feels ahead of its time to me. Well, it's, it's uh, like weird space music still. Yeah, like you. I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I, there are certain things that I ultimately have to concede. I might never get a complete handle on it, but I can certainly admire it. Yeah. And that's, that's that hard to get a handle on. Yeah. I just can admire it. And I'd just be like, look, yeah. this might be, this one might be above my pay grade, uh, intellectually. <laughs> um, but, I will. I can certainly listen to it, and I might not be able to grab it with both hands, but I yeah. enjoy the effort and making the effort yeah. for it. Like Trout Mask Replica is the same way. I'm never going to have a complete handle on that record. I just never will. It, it will yeah, always slip away from me at some point. I totally agree. It's like it's from the future still. It's, it just doesn't. I, I don't know how you process that record. You know? And that's okay. And I think that's yeah, yeah. That's maybe a part of art, uh, the consumption of art that is getting lost. Also, that it's just like you don't have to wrap up your opinion on the thing quickly. Like there's yeah. no there's no rush on any of this. Why why do you have to have a take in place on something? You're allowed to go live go live with it for a. If you saw uh, if, if the if whatever movie it is. If a movie eludes you, that's okay. That's a, that's not a failure on your part. Yeah. If you know there's something in there and you want to stick with it and go back again, do that. Give it six months and go back. There's no there's no expiration date on your opinions. Yeah. But so, but people are like so desperate sometimes to leave the theater with their opinion locked into place. It just it, it just creates a, a very panicky state of affairs. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I didn't like yeah, it. Well, you can sit and think about it. Maybe you did like it, or maybe you didn't like it. Because look, I feel like, like with with like licorice pizza. I ultimately say, yeah, yeah. it's very good, but I I think it's it's kind of minor, and doesn't mean it's not great. And if other people think it's a masterpiece, that's the, it's their masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, but I just like, that's the, that's, I'm, I'm trying to just ease up on some of that. I know some people think I'm probably a giant hypocrite for saying that. Cause I'm the person who has taken uh, pleasure in demolishing things over the years, but <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm trying. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll find the balance. We'll get We're there one way or another. Yeah. yeah, we will. Yeah. That's true. Um, any, th- any any other albums? I mean, I have a few more, but I don't want to hog up too much time. Um, Give me one more. Hard. Give me one more, and then we'll wrap right. it up. Uh, well, okay. I, the the I think it's kind of their last 
great record, Funkadelic, uh, America Eats It's Young. Yeah. I think it's that's, fourth, that's fourth record. I, I would agree with that. That's the end of that run, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because then there's lineup great, there's lineup changes right on the heels of that, right? I don't know about that, but but it seemed it seemed like things changed a lot after that, and it kind of mm-hmm. to me went down. I mean, they always have, they always did come up with great tracks for the next few years, but not entire albums. But I think that one holds together pretty well. And um, funnily enough, Funkadelic Parliament Funkadelic, you I am from New Jersey. You are from. Detroit from Michigan and that is a band that we can both say are from where we are from that's right I never thought about that that's a good one yeah they're from Plainfield New Jersey it's where George Clinton got started the parliaments that's awesome and I used to drive past the empty music store that he took lessons at I believe Gregory's Um, oh really was yeah, it was in Plainfield for the longest time, wow. and that was, I think, the center, the like the the like the the hub of of where people were were learning music in Plainfield, if I wow. am uh, correct. Nice. I, I saw him in the Detroit Metro Airport once, and I just had to walk up to him. I was really terrified to do it, but I had to do it, and I just thanked him. He had the full gear on. But that's yeah. amazing. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You say, you you say thanks. Yeah. I love it. And did he, yeah. he was, he was cool away. back. He was super nice. And then I just ran away, but you know, he wasn't going to talk to me and whatever. He was, he was really nice about it and, you know, appreciative. So that's awesome. That's, yeah, that's the it. way to do yeah. it. Stay your thing and yeah. then bounce out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric. I will talk right, to you well, very you. soon, my friend. All right. Thanks a lot. You're the best. You're the thank best you. in the biz. Oh, uh, sure. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Um. Yeah, give me line five, please. Hello, best show. What's up, T-Man? Mike and Baybridge here, calling in for the first time ever. Um, I, I want to mm-hmm. thank you for a- entertaining my humble attempt to add uh, something to the show. I'll, I'll try my best. Okay, hello, hello. Mike well, um, in Baybridge. Tom, I just want to say that I, I hope you're feeling good and healthy during this time that will, in the future, no doubt be known as one of the most torturous, heartbreaking periods in human history, a time when we all search for and crave that connection to one another, that, that elusive bond that tethers us to one another as we traverse this planet in search of that sense of connection, that sense of place. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a sense of place. <laughs> yep. Hey, this is, this is Bruce Springsteen calling again. How are you, Bruce? Not Mike from Bay Bridge. I'm a, I'm a little coffee. <coughs> C-O-U-G-H, coffee. Yeah, you're not, uh, you're not an espresso. 
I think it's espresso. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's espresso, but um, no, that would be also be a little coffee. Would be an uh, an espresso. I'm just I'm I'm just pulling your leg. I, and Tom, I gotta say, I when you remember who I am, it's like falling into the sweetest, deepest, most scrumptious vat of warm vanilla pudding that has ever existed. Wait, is that a thing to f- actually fall into a vat of vanilla pudding or or any pudding? I didn't oh know that God, was like a desirable it. feeling. Oh my God. I've fallen into probably 45 pudding vats in my day. How are you, how are you getting that close to one pudding vat, let alone 45 pudding vats? Oh man, we used to take pudding factory tours all the time. When we were on the road. You, you tour a pudding factory. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What around what era of the, of, uh, your music did that start? Well, it was in the big pudding heyday. So probably, uh, you know, born, born to run to river. Yeah, that really was America had pudding fever at that point and uh, just couldn't get enough, enough of that pudding. You know, so who, would, who called, would set up? Go, go ahead, Bruce. Sorry. I almost called darkness out on the edge of town, the pudding heyday. Yeah, that would be uh, people might look at it. The pudding heyday sounds like a, a psychedelic band. Like the church might put that out, right? Yeah, it sounds like it could be like, sounds like it would be like a, like a church B sides album would be called the Pudding Heyday, B sides and rarities. Yeah, he'll be he'll be going. Uh, got the new a new album called the Pudding Heyday. That's my best uh, Australian accent. Sorry. No, it was, it was pretty good, Bruce. So you. So you got you guys the East you and the East Street Band would tour pudding factories. Who put those tours together? Oh, the John manager, John Lando. No, John Lando. Yeah, yeah. He would, uh, you know, he would go, "Hey, hey, Bruce. Uh, looks like you're going to be in the vicinity of uh, two different pudding factories today. Uh, which one do you want to hit?" And I would go, "Why not both?" Uh and that would then you'd kind of. And you would somehow, well, look, it's one thing that you were touring pudding factories is, is a strange, strange, uh, revelation that you fell in at least 45 times is something I, I, I can't even get a grip on Bruce. Um, if you could see my hands, have you ever heard the term air quotes? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that term. I, I'm doing air quotes around the word uh, fell now. Oh, okay. Looks like somebody is doing a little whoops. Uh, yeah, I loved the first time I did it. Honestly, it was an accident, and I loved it. It's like have you, have you been to any, any of these? Uh, what are they? Flotation tanks? You know, where you get in there and it's like saline water or something. I've never been in one. Uh, the oh, movie Altered States scared me off from that. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. That movie scared me. Now, I'm thinking of, what's the movie where the poster was like a naked guy hanging, like, uh, that's coma. Coma? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that's coma. That terrified me because I'd never seen a naked body before, including my own. Well, that's a strange, strange thing to tell everybody, honestly. Uh, I know, I know. Considering that movie came out in what seventy five. Yeah, I kind of picture that would be one of the one of your on stage rants that might you might lose the crowd on that one. You know, a lot of times you'll talk about like Independence Day. You'll talk about your old man and how maybe you didn't get along, and the audience is right there with you. And that one, you might have less of the audience right there with you on it. Anyone seen Coma? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. if you start talking about your how you you never saw a naked body until you saw right. the poster for Coma. Yeah, very weird. Uh, it's a weird look for 1975, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, oh, so you'd fall in. You'd fall into the vats. Yeah. And then it became a thing you enjoyed? Oh, my God. I would just, like, I would, I would, I would try to find out what the warmest bat was, like the freshest bat, you know, what uh-huh. was so warm, and I would be, I'd be talking to the tour guide, and then I'd be kind of, like, you know, without them noticing it, I'm kind of backing around right up against the guardrail, you know? And, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, tell me a little bit more about the uh, uh, this establishment. When did it, when did it start? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, no! And then I would fall <laughs> over the rail and just, oh, my God. It was. And is the rest of the like, E Street band there with you? Oh, yeah. And then they would do it, too. So now you have seven or eight people slipping. Yeah. And did they make you like pay for all the pudding in the in the vat? It was Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band at the height of our powers. What the fuck are they gonna do? Okay, all right. Take it take it easy. Take it easy, Bruce. I'm sorry, Tom. When I when I start talking about warm vanilla pudding, <laughs> my mouth I, goes I... goes in the gutter. Bruce, you don't have to explain. You don't have to no necess, no explanation necessary. All right. You just said you sounded sounded like there was a fair amount of anger backing it up, though, <laughs> which well, is what I was thrown I by. No, well, it's a fine line between anger and enthusiasm. Like you should see me before I go on stage. Yeah, my band doesn't know if I'm excited or if I'm just like murderously violent. I'll smash stuff. It's really fun. Uh huh. Oh, it sounds like a hoot. Yeah. To, yeah. to have your boss, to have your boss create a work environment where you're not sure if they're furious at you or not. Yeah. Yeah. They call That's me blast. Uh, the, unhin- the unhinged one. That's what they call you. Here comes the unhinged one. Yeah. I hey, guess that's when no. that's when that's when the boss takes on a different connotation. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, I got something for the topic. What do you have, Bruce? All right. If I'm not mistaken, the topic is the best and the worst from uh, a state. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. All right. Hopefully, I haven't picked a state that anyone has uh, picked already. You're the first it one is, up. 
Oh, I am. Okay. The great state of Indiana. Okay. All right. Uh, for best, I'm going to say the guy who, though he did not live long, definitely influenced a whole generation of us rebels. Okay. And who is that? That would be the giant James Dean. That's right. James Dean from Indiana. A huge influence on, on, on me. Uh, and a lot of others I know. All right, the worst? Yeah. Obviously, some uh, stiff who's your competition between uh, prolific 1970s serial killer Warner Crabtree, uh, baseball catcher slash vocalist W. Axel Rose, and uh, flagrantly angry basketball coach Bobby Knight. Um, but they all now at the feet of Indiana's worst citizen of all time. Who is that? Papa John Schnatter. Papa John from Papa John's Pizza is from Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, what makes him really terrible, I heard he has his own personal pizzas made with crust made from human flesh. Ew. Terrible. I know. You know what's even more terrible? What's that? You can order it from Papa John's secret menu. You can order a pizza that has human flesh in it. Yeah, you, yeah, you just go up and you say that you want it full snot, and they'll give you a hot, fresh flesh. Oh, but, God. Yeah. Give me the full snot. Uh-huh. And does it take longer? No, it's weird. It takes quicker. It's quicker. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I so it's like they're human, ready to make it. Well, I think the, the, the story goes that human flesh crust, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't ever rise like normal dough, so it's, it's, it's done quicker. It doesn't taste as good, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, quick, uh, it's a quick treat. Yeah, I can, well, that's a fair trade-off. It, uh, it's quicker. But it doesn't taste as good, but it's also made out of human flesh. Right, yeah. It tastes like, like old bacon that's been in someone's underwear for like eight months. Oh, God. That's disgusting. Which I have tasted. Oh, I, I, I might never be able to hear your music the same way again, Bruce. Oh, don't, don't say that. <laughs> uh, I'm just Speaking joking. of music? What's that? Speaking of music? Speaking of music? Yeah, what's that? Speaking of music. I'm reading this new book about SST records. It's called oh, really? Sucks. Yes. Do you, do you know about SST? Oh, yeah. I know about Do you? I would say that's the question. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. I love it. So many great, crucial artists on that label. Um, off the top of my head, um, Always August, uh, Zoom's Rift, um, Tricoli's Dog, uh, Trotsky Ice Pick, Lawndale, Painted Willie, Angst, uh, Mofungo, uh, the Alder Natives, of course, Paper Bag, and uh, the Treacherous Jaywalkers, to name just a couple. Sure, sure. No, that's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty diverse uh, cast, of, a cast of characters there. 
and also kind of not diverse cast of characters. A lot of the cast is on multiple of multiples of those records. That's right. Yeah. Common thread to a lot of that stuff is, uh, is, uh, uh, (laughs) a a doobie, right? Yeah. That was the one thing running, running through all of them is a lit doobie. (laughs) You know, I gotta say, I was a little hurt. I wasn't interviewed for the book. Well, what, what, I mean, you have to appreciate that they would not maybe think of you as the first person who would have a, have an opinion on SST records. Oh, oh, Tom, maybe you don't know this. I was almost in Black Flag for a hot minute in early 1984. All right, hold on. This, this I need to hear. Black Flag, yeah, in it went eighty four, yeah. So we're talking, we're talking final, final run, pretty much final, final year and a half. Is that fair to say? No, man. Well, they had recorded my war at this point as a three piece. It wasn't out yet, and okay. you know, Greg Ginn got this session bassist named Dale Nixon to play on it, and uh, there's actually a really great excerpt from Dale's audio book about halfway into the Wasted Again episode of the SST podcast, You Don't Know Mojack. Definitely worth checking out. Anyway, I happened to be in L.A. when I heard that Black Flag might need a second guitar player, and Mm -hmm. I'd um, I'd just finished Born in the USA, wasn't out yet, but it it was such an overwhelming slog to get that thing made that by that point, playing my own music was kind of the last thing I wanted to do. So I I offered my services. To play, was this going to be a five-person lineup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So it would be be Henry, Greg... Right. Des, no Kira, 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 Chuck, and who was on? Who was Bill Stevenson or or? It, it sounds like you need some serious. Let me go back to Black Flag School. Okay. I'm well, I might have Bruce. I was not exactly expecting to be quizzed on the lineup. Uh, in mid-show. So. All right. Okay. So strap yourself in. It was. Billy Stevenson on the drums, Kira on bass. Yeah, and Greg, I said Bill Stevenson, Bruce. You said Chuck, though, too. Chuck wasn't in the band at this point. All right, so it's those three. So so Kira. Yes. So so yeah. Bill Stevenson, Bill. Kira. Myself, Hank. You, Greg, and Henry. Yes. Okay, I got it wrong. Now, yeah. you, I got to say, Bruce, it irks me a little bit that you gave me some attitude that I didn't get, that I it didn't, that I missed, uh, that I got the bass players wrong in in the lineup. That that Chuck was out by that point, and that uh, hey. Kira was in. It's, it's okay. I probably couldn't name more than five of the guys that have ever been in Volcano Sons. Well, five would be pretty impressive. Who could you name? Well, let me see. Uh, there was Peter. Uh, there was the guy that played the Rickenbacker bass. Uh, Bob, Bob Weston. Weston. 
there was uh, geez, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Guitar player. Um, Who's also in Sorry. Sorry, yes. Uh, David Pryor. That's right. Didn't expect to hear that name coming out of the boss's mouth. I kind of didn't. I didn't expect... <laughs> I didn't expect me to say he was in the band Sorry and for that to trigger anything for you, Bruce. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> hey, so I, I, I'm getting away from what I want to talk about. So, Jeff so, Wygand, um, John Williams also. There you go. And okay. you get extra credit if you say Steve Mishner and Gary Waliak from Big Dipper. Fair enough. You schooled me. I stand corrected. We're even now, okay? We are even, Yeah. <sighs> Okay, well, um, you know, so I, I thought this could be a cool adventure for me. And so the band was into it, too. They seemed kind of intrigued by the idea. Um, so I went down there to have a jam. Okay, and how did that go? Well, when I got to the practice pad, the music was, was heavier and slower than I expected it to be. It, it was uh-huh. the kind of stuff we jam on in my uh, one of my early bands, Earth. Sure. Yeah, so I wanted to play songs like Rise Above and Jealous Again, but they had these, these kind of dirgy tunes that were with titles like Three Nights and Nothing Left Inside that I just couldn't get into. But you know, after we played a little bit, Greg, Kira, and Bill were into the cool interplay that we had going on, and they agreed that the energy was undeniable, but there was one lone vote. Who's that? Henry. Henry didn't want you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. Honestly, I think he was a little intimidated. You know, I'd gotten into heavy, intense weight training after we cut Born in the USA, and I was in in tip-top condition. And frankly, I think Hank saw how ripped I looked in my tucked-in sleeveless T-shirt and my tightly coiled bandana headband, and he mm. went, I got to share the stage with that. Uh, homie, don't play that. Because he didn't want to. He, he was used to playing with more, like, like, like wiry guys, and so that he could be the, the one who was muscular on stage. Yes, yeah, and, and when he saw that, he said, uh, homie, don't play that. He said he literally said, homie, don't play that. I, I have it on good, good. Uh, yeah, that, that, that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, look at that. You, you had a good, you got close. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, it was all good, though, because I did end up doing backing vocals on their uh, Annihilate This Week single a few years later. Well, oh, that. <laughs> Yeah, real, real right. uh, high water mark in the catalog. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God, I had the weirdest thing happen um, the other day. Yeah. So, um, my 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 therapist retired, and I needed to find a new one. Okay. And so, I get this this guy recommended to me. And we meet, and he's great. So our, our first session was on Friday, 
And, oh, my God, I, I unloaded so much stuff on this guy. I, I was in tears by the end of it. And I, I could tell, you know, he was kind of shocked by how much I told him. Um, so, anyway, we, we hug and say goodbye because it was such a, a you know, a, a cathartic conversation. And I, I go to my car and I fall asleep because I'm so drained. And then I wake up about an hour later and I'm craving an impossible burger. So I go to Burger King, right? Sure. So I go over to the BK Lounge. Who's in line right in front of me but the shrink I just unloaded on? The shrink you just unloaded on is at the Burger King. Yes. So I don't want him to know it's me behind him. So, you know, so I, I reach in my pocket and I pull up the fake beard I always travel with and I put it on. Okay. That's, again, that's, yeah. news. that's another scoop. You know... You're an FP now. You should look into one. A fake beard? Yeah, it'll keep people from bothering you while you're peeping spank knives at Vons. Uh, yeah, that's not happening here. Um, but I'll keep it under I'll keep it under consideration. Fair enough. Um, anyway, so I catch a glimpse of what my therapist is looking at on his phone. Uh huh. Um, it was a, a, a excuse me, mm, I had some bad salsa. Hang on. Hang on just one second, okay? Yeah, I of course, it'll be, Bruce. It'll be 20 seconds max, okay? Okay. It'll be 20 seconds max. When, what? I wonder if that's what he tells. Okay, uh, okay I'm wonder, back. I'm back. Sorry about. Sorry about I want, that. I want is is that what you tell? Uh, is that what you tell your drummer when uh, when when you decide to do another vamp? It'll yeah, be no, twenty be, seconds be, max. Yeah, I'll be right back. I'll be right back in twenty seconds. I mean, it's you know, it's a lot longer than that. But, okay, but then you so, say, but you say it'll be twenty seconds max. You get it. Oh, I get it now. See, this is why you have a radio show, and I just, I just kind of fart around on a guitar all day. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you've been doing. Yeah, farting around um, on the guitar and and writing a book with the former president of the United States. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, Barry's cool. So, Tom, here's what I saw on my therapist's phone. Okay, what did it say? It was a video of a python slowly devouring a large bird. Uh-huh. He, he was just staring at it, and then he started laughing to himself. But he was just staring at it, and then what? Then he started laughing to himself, and I got so okay. freaked out by it. I ran out of the store, and I drowned my fears in a giant pina colada slurpee. I can't keep seeing this guy, can I? This sounds like a bad fit. You, you, there should be an ease to uh, the relationship you have with your with your therapist uh, or psychologist, and this does not uh, it just does not seem as balanced as as I would think it should be for you. Yeah. Hey, you know, now I'm wondering if that actually happened to me or if I saw it on Curb. I don't know. Sometimes 
sometimes the curb has a, a real tendency to, to mimic life. It's true, yeah. No matter how you look at it, it's weird, wild stuff. Remember that? I, I do. Man. I didn't know you did, though. Oh, yeah. Ed McMahon used to say that all the time. Uh, Johnny Carson. But um, are, are there other impressions you do? Oh, I do. Um, I do. Uh, oh, man, let's think. Uh, like, what's one you know you can crack everybody up with? Oh, I like to I like to imitate Gary Talent uh, asking for more lasagna at catering. Okay, how does that sound? Oh, hey, is there any more lasagna? That's really what Gary W. Talent sounds like. His voice is even higher than that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hey, remember I told you I found that box of old song demos? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You're never gonna you're never gonna believe it. What's that? I found another one. Well, it's Bruce, I think it's high time you started sharing this stuff. Well, uh, this one's this is a tough one. Uh, about ten years ago I saw how much people love these modern country songs when you can't tell if it's high gloss faceless pop or super weak hip hop. Uh huh. So I thought I'd give it a try myself. Oh, wow. Okay. And what, what was this record? Oh, my God. Some of these song titles. Tom, please don't make me read them to you and your listeners. Please. I can't. I don't want to. I won't. Bruce, I, you won't, eh? I Never. Well, Bruce, I, I would just say out of respect... We've had a good long conversation and I've been very courteous to you. I think the least you can do is just tell us a couple song titles from this ill-fated uh, release that you had uh, planned. Before I do that, I, I remember that, uh, an impression I, I, I do do very well. What's that? It's Andy Kindler imitating Dennis Miller. How does that go? Okay, babe. <laughs> Not bad, right? No, that sounds just like that sounds like Andy Kindler doing a Dennis Miller impression. That's right, babe. Hey, babe. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, here, here, I, I got the cassette tape right here. Um, it's uh, get your drink on, uh, rolling down that country road. These boots were made for scooting. Get my drink on. Drink on, sorry. I think she loves my dog more than me. Comfort food. Where's the party at? Flip-flops and tank tops. She got them painted on jeans. God bless the cooler in my flatbed. I got them painted on jeans. A bottle, a bottle at my BFF. Wait, it's called a bi- a bi- was that? A Bible, kind of, a bottle, yeah. and, my, yeah. and my BFFs. My oh, okay. Forever, forever, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus drives my pickup, uh, and the last song was Let Me let me Paint Your Jeans on You, which was kind of questionable because in every verse, I changed what I was using for a paintbrush to a different one of my body parts. 
Yeah, I had a feeling that's where it was heading. Um, yeah. And and it was just like that straight kind of contemporary country. Yeah, but kind of had like a little hip hop lilt to it, and you know, the only thing that actually made it country was a little bit of, of like steel guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's faceless. It's like toothless rock with some hip hop, some some just strands of hip hop. Absolutely. It's like uh, it's kind of the equivalent of when um, Nicholas Cage and uh, his his friend are are at the bar watching the Plimsolls, and uh, the friend leans over to one of the uh, Valley Girls and says, that synth music you listen to is gutless. Or does Nick Cage say that? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember, Bruce. Okay. Well, you know, it's all... Oh, no. Wait, what's, what is it, Bruce? What? Oh, no. What, what? What's going on? Well, I guess what they say about the best show being the preferred podcast of New Jersey's most sadistic psychotherapist is true. Oh, no. It's like Dr. Von Strachtenherder must have been listening to the show and heard, I know, of his sick, sick obsessions. Oh, no. Who heard it? (laughs) Dr. Von Strachtenherder. Why? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Doc, uh, all right. Oh, man, he's going to get me. He's all, he actually has some of those rare psychiatrist knives. They don't give them to everybody. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Bruce. This is, this oh, is my God. troubling. He's going to get me. He, yeah, it is. And I, I may have mentioned this before. And listen, seriously. Zero judgment. It's just intriguing how much trouble I've gotten into since we met. It's strange. <laughs> it is strange. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. The worst Again. thing you did up until this year was right. sue a guy over a canoe that he lost. Right, I know. It's like I thought that was—I thought that might be in my obituary someday, but uh, no, that's going to get pushed way down. <laughs> I think it might. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Well, it's just very interesting. Anyway, okay. I—I gotta—I should go right now and square off against Doctor Giggles. Okay. Best of luck to you, Bruce. All right. Namaste, my friend. Okay. Maybe I'll talk to you. Maybe I won't. Sounds good. You be safe. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I think he's gone. Is he gone? No more bye byes. We're gonna keep playing stuff from double albums. Here's something from one of my favorites. Bye. The old band MGMT, and this is an album people didn't like when it came out. And I'm telling you, it's a good album. It's a great album. It's one of my favorite albums, and it's a psych masterpiece from 2010. Congratulations! Let's listen to Flash. No, wait, which one? Let's do Flash Delirium. One and a two and a three and a four. And a five, apparently. And 
Why is nothing playing? Hold on. <clears throat> yeah. Hi. Welcome back to the best show. My name's Tom. I'm the host, and it's a good one. We're going to talk more about. We'll talk more about double albums if you want. But the topic on the table is the best and worst person from each state. The number is 201-332-3484. Pat, any calls? Any any calls? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go to uh, line three. Line three. Let's do line three. Hello, hi. Hi. Hi, to whom am oh, I speaking? Nice. Oh, it's Caitlin from Rochester. Say that again now. Caitlin? From Caitlin from Rochester. From Rochester, yeah. Now, what? What is? We have a we have a history, don't we? A short history. That you call up and you're not nice to me. What is it again? Help me out. No, I'm so nice. What are you talking about? I'm a nice girl. I call. Well, I didn't say I you weren't a nice. That. I didn't say you weren't a nice person. I'm just saying you're. Not, you might not be nice to me if I remember correctly. I might have been not nice like once or twice, but it's like you know, diamond in the rough kind of thing. I'm not judging. You're here. I'm letting you on. If I if, you, if I was <laughs> truly against it, you wouldn't be on the air right now, Caitlin. It's all good. New new Thank every you. day every time tabla rosa. Tabla Rosa. How's your night going over there? Pretty good. I'm doing okay. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Caitlin? Topic. Okay. What what state would you like to talk about? Um, New York. Okay, the big, big one. Apple. All right. Best. Who, who's the best? The best is going to be the Safety Brothers, and the worst is going to be Woody Allen. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Can you name the Safety mm. Brothers? Can you name Benny and Josh? Oh, you're missing my, one my cat is piece named of the Safety. puzzle. You're missing a piece of the puzzle, though. Oh, Big is it the last name? Big piece. No, big piece of the puzzle of the team. Is there a third brother? Adam Sandler. No. No. Come on. Wrong. Wrong. Ronald Bronstein. Come on. Ronald Bronstein. He doesn't even have the same last name. Yeah. All, yeah. all he does is look, I'm not going to hash us out right now. All he does is write and edit the movies too know your safties caitlin before you step to me how dare you oh god you don't know yeah you know your safties that's all i'll say you can't believe i'm getting yelled at right now over the you're not getting yelled you're not getting yelled at i'm just talking with a sense of I'm, i'm talking with a sense of confidence Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Well, have a good night. Well, you don't have to hang up just yet. Well, I answered the topic. Oh, well, you have somewhere to be? 
Get off my phone. Hang up on him. Hang up on Kelly. Get off my phone. How dare you? You call up and then you're going to, uh, what are you going to, what are you going to bust the catch? You're going to movies. Another band. Another what? I think she was on a band last time, wasn't she? I can't remember anymore. She was banned last time. Yeah, I'm not going to like a Kate one month thing. I don't remember exactly. No ban. No ban. In fact, all the bans are lifted right now. I'm opening up Arkham Asylum right now. Every ban in best show history has been has been uh, has been dissolved. Every single ban. I am excited for a movie called Father Stew. And does anybody know this, this this Mark Wahlberg movie, Father Stew, that's coming out now? Do you know is anybody here familiar with Father Stew? Anyone? Hello? In the commercial. The commercial for Father Stew studio? Yeah. This, is the first, this is the first I'm hearing of it. It's a Mark Wahlberg movie because he's getting ready to. Um, he said in an article recently. He said sooner than later he's probably going to start doing just like faith based movies now. Um, I'm not sure if this Father Stew, if the Stew is short for stupid. That's what I'm not sure. <laughs> if it's Father <laughs> Stupid, because I guess he's what he's a. He's like a a, a, a a trash person that that gets gets religion and starts boxing. Is that what the movie's about? No, I think he starts visiting prisons. So he's a, but he's a boxer at some point, right? I think he was just beating up people. I think he's just a, a low life criminal who found the Lord and began preaching to prisoners. That's my takeaway. So this is based based on a real, it is based on apparently a real person. Okay. Let's listen to the Father Stu trailer. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I am so excited to share with you the trailer for my new movie, Father Stu. I found his story to be... He's doing, he's saying this in a church, first of all. Ay, ay, ay. Look, I got nothing against church. You want to go to church, you go eight days a week. But does this guy have to host his trailer in a church for this? Maybe, maybe he does. I don't know. Let's find out. No judgment. So inspiring that I knew I had to find a way to bring it to the big screen. Here's the trailer to Father Stu. I figured it out. Yeah, seventh time's a charm. So he's boxing. I'm being actor. Oh, God. You don't belong with those L.A. folks. They're a bunch of fascist hippies. What brings you here? And I figured no better place to be discovered in the supermarket. So Father Stu's going... Well, he's not Father Stu yet. He's Stu, I guess. So he's going to L.A. He's a boxer who's going to L.A. Did I see you on a television series? You do movies? You don't work in the entertainment industry at all? No, man. If you'll know you're fussing with this truck. I'm a son. I'm just borrowing it. I reckon it's a few months worth of cleanups on aisle four to pay off. Oh, good. Mel Gibson's in it. Oh, goody. It's a great cast. Father Stu. So he's in a pickup truck. Who I am, pal. 
What can I get for you, miss? I got beef. I can see that. So he got arrested for, for borrowing a pickup truck. Hey! Hey! Let's not waste either of our time. I'm a Catholic. Well, ain't that what confession's for? You can't date someone who isn't baptized. I thought you was gonna say Hispanic. Where's the water? I'll do it now. I know I'm not what you used to. And not what you deserve either. Life's gonna give you a gut full of reasons to be angry. You only need one to be grateful. And so then now he's like eight movies in one. He's a boxer that decides to be an actor who moves to LA and works at a deli counter who then gets arrested for stealing a truck who then gets told to fly right who then gets in a motorcycle crash this is like a story told by like a little kid when they and then and then uh a mo and then he's a far boxer and then he works at the grocery store and then like but I'm sure that it's clearly based on a real person. It says based on a true story, which I'm assuming is look. I'm sure they're taking some liberties with this story. Oh no, serious music. I think God saw something in you worth saving, but it's up to you to decide what you've got to offer. It's the place you told me you believed in me. I thought it makes sense being back here to do this. Your son is about to make a huge mistake. Well, I'm going to be a priest. Okay. For Halloween. Okay. He's a boxer who decides to be an actor who moves to Los Angeles and works at a grocery store who steals a pickup truck and gets arrested, even though his boss, Mel Gibson, warned him against it. He wants to date this this woman but can't because he's not catholic then he gets in into a motorcycle crash and then teaches himself to walk again and then decides he's going to be a priest now okay look say this mark Wahlberg's making sure you get your value with this story I'm praying for you, Bill. Don't you dare. You're violating my rights. There's a man going around taking names. We've all been wrong, and we've all done some wrong. But he came to forgive us. Everybody won't be treated. Okay, so then now he's a priest, and now he's playing basketball, and he fell. All the same. There's no easy way to deliver this news. You have a progressive muscle disorder. The muscle. Oh, my God. How many things are happening in this story? So hold on. So now he's a boxer who decides to be an actor who goes to Los Angeles, works at a deli. It feels like I'm taking that quiz that Trump took where he remembered the five words, man, woman, lamp, plant, uh, donut shop or whatever it was. And he was so proud of that. Um, he's a boxer who decides to be an actor who moves to Los Angeles, works at a grocery store, deli, a, a, a meat counter, then steals a pickup truck. It's warned by Mel Gibson, his boss or pal to not do it. Gets arrested. Meets a, meets a, a lady wants to get uh, in a relationship with her. Can't cause he's not Catholic gets in a motorcycle crash. Learns to walk again. 
says he's going to pray for his former boss, tells everybody he's going to be a priest, gets knocked down during a basketball game, and now finds out he has a, a, a degenerative muscle condition. It's weakened then until they cease to function. Is there anything it doesn't mess with? Yeah, erectile function. I'm trying to be a priest, pal. The wise men will bow down before the throne. Oh, no. I don't know. Why? It's late. And at his feet, they'll cast their golden crown. Man don't lose when he gets knocked down, but when he won't get up. Ah, baby. There is concern amongst the diocese that your infirmity will render you unable to be a priest. Listen to the words long written down. What you guys get, one phone call a week in here? Who you gonna call, huh? When no one else gives a shit what you got to say, God does. Take it easy with the language. What church is this guy? At the, How long is this trailer? Yeah, I didn't see I this. Think, I think we're watching the movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a, <laughs> I think we're a Reader's Digest version. Yeah. No, and look, if this is a real guy, it's a very exciting, uh, moving life story. I'm not putting the journey down. I'm not putting anybody wanting to find faith if they're going to try to improve people, the world, whatever. Go for it. Go make things better. I just don't know where this guy, after making all the junk he just dumped on us for 35 years, he's now going to, he's, he gets to say when he leaves. <laughs> now he's just going to make these, these uh, movies with uh, who, Kevin Sorbo. It's going to be, it's going to be Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Sorbo running around. Hercules two, His father, Stu and Hercules. So. Just think about the bad Mark Wahlberg movies. Yikes. Shooter. Remember Shooter? The man comes around. He ain't giving up on you. Don't you dare go giving up on yourself. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels sing. Where are you going? I gotta get your ass to church on time. Who are you here to visit, sir? Father Stu. You and everybody else. And there's a big line outside. Everybody wants to meet Father Stu, like the Rudy moment when they all throw the uniforms on the coach's desk. That didn't happen. Look, maybe the real Father Stu's a cool dude. Whatever. More power to you, Father Stu. There's something about this one that just don't sit right. Am I wrong? Am I reading this wrong? Well, I, I didn't see the my, trailer. I just thought it was going to be, you know, guy turns his life around story, you know. But uh, I'm sure Father Stu will be making the rounds with uh, Mark Wahlberg to, uh, you know. Yeah, if he's still with us. I think he is. I think he's still okay. alive. Yeah. Did Clint, I, may, I may be wrong, though. Did Clint Eastwood direct this? No, no, this is not a Clint Eastwood. It looks like a Clint Eastwood movie, though. Yeah, it's yeah. got that vibe. Yeah, it sounded it definitely like, has. Like I could hear, like a, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go, Pat. I could, I, I felt like I could hear like a like a, a really fake looking baby being held, trying to pass off like a real baby. Yeah, it has that vibe to it. It has the vibe that hey, we shot the movie. We were out by three o'clock every day. Um, the movie looks like absolute garbage, but uh, we certainly beat traffic. Studio, would you act in a movie 
like Father Stu. Well, it's really funny you say that. Um, because I got an audition a few weeks back that I had to pass on. And it was to be the best friend of, it's basically an origin story of one of those Duck Dynasty guys. What is his name? Phil, Phil Robertson, I think his name. Yeah. Why would you pass on that? <laughs> I it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't that's for every, me. That's everything you're about. No, it's not really country, country living. It's a little so these, bit of a different type of uh, country living than these are than the things that. If I was to list the things that you're truly about, okay. Country living. Country. <laughs> yes, of course. Down home values. Mm-hmm. Duck hunting. Oh, love it. Flannel. Mm. Uh, every everything I wear. Marshes. Mm-hmm. You're you're you truly come alive when you're sitting in a marsh. Oh god. With one of your little duck whistles. Yeah, I'm on a fan boat. Yeah, I'm in heaven. With a duck whistle. Oh God! Riding the marsh, Mm -hmm. and you've got like a you've got like a a semi-automatic machine gun ready to shoot ducks out of the sky. In the water, walking. Yeah, take them down. I think you should have gone for it. I'm talking about it this way, talking it out. I kind of think I should have. Phil, man, I don't think you, I don't think you got what it takes to have a TV show. Like, what were the, li- what were the lines? <laughs> I mean, you're not far off. You're not far off. I mean, some of the stuff that I like, really, well, I mean, outside of the like the people who wrote it that like really turned me off on it mm-hmm. was like there's a line where my my character would have like slapped the uh, the waitress's ass in the diner, mm-hmm. and that's when they realized they're like, yeah, we're gonna be best friends. Yeah, that that's just like they so you you bond over harassing someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I maybe you made the right call. I think I did. I think I did. Father Stu is no longer with us. Father Stu is no longer with us. So yeah, so he passed yeah. away in twenty fourteen. Okay. So look, it's a motivational story. Uh he's no longer with us. And look, maybe it'll make everybody maybe it's the best movie that ever got made. I don't know. Maybe I'll go see. Fa- Maybe this will be me in a couple of weeks. One for Father Stu, please. <laughs> I go in, I sit, and maybe it changes my life. Who knows? Could happen. Maybe I never watch it, and I write it off as just the 80th bad Mark Wahl- Wahlberg movie. I don't know. Father Stu, I, I just can't. There's something. There's something though about it that just don't sit right. There's something about it. It feels. I feel the opportunity in it. You know what I mean? I feel opportunity in it. Look, maybe I'll do Father Stu too. He goes back and decides he wants to be an actor again or something. I don't know. Judgment Day. What's that? Father Stu 2, Judgment Day. Father Stu 2, Judgment Day. Now it's personal. Well, I don't know. Something about this don't sit right, that this guy makes all these bad movies, and then it's just like, hey, I'm out. 
It's like, well, take your bad movies with you at least. You know what I mean? It's like Will Smith now doesn't have to watch. It's exempt from the Oscars for 10 years. Why did he get off so easily? He's now not allowed. Like he's 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 unburdened now. It was the, the that slap was the best thing he could have ever done. He doesn't have to show up at the Oscars anymore. <laughs> and these poor Johnny Cash songs—they slap him on anything. And it's always it's always just from the Rick Rubin albums. People realize he recorded for 45 years before those albums, right? Like there's literally, there's like, (laughs) there's like 80 albums. But he almost did 80 albums with Rick Rubin though. I mean, that's what we're going to hit in Rubenesque. Well, look, they had him and Rubenesque is coming soon. We got to do the final so far, which is coming. I, I apologize. We haven't done it. It's, it's, it's on, it's on your guy, Tom. We're, we're working hard on getting the infrastructure for Best Show set up, and it's taking, uh, it's taking a lot of time to do that outside of the regular show. It's, it's, it's coming. We're working, we're working on the show every day. Man, Give us I a break, guys. We're, we're, oh, yeah. we're moving a studio from one coast to the other. Yeah. Yeah. While doing a show every week, and we got bonus stuff. Bonus stuff will happen. Um, I will do a, so, uh, I do a, uh, ask Tom this week. I have questions ready to go. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm being, maybe I'm old crab apple tonight. And I see, maybe I should take a page out of, out of Father Stu's book <laughs> and lighten up a little bit. Well, here's, here's a little do. Best show, Father Stu Challenge, amongst the best <laughs> show staff right now. Oh, God. <laughs> uh-huh. Who, uh-huh. who, 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 this is what you get. One, you get two tickets to see Father Stew. <laughs> a large, large soda, and two snacks of your choice. <laughs> Amongst the best show staff, who's willing? Who's willing to say yes to that? I'm saying yes right now. You'll go see Father Stew, but you got to go see Father Stew. Yeah, I don't know about the large soda, but I'll I'll do at it. Alamo Draft House. No, well then I'm out. He could see it anywhere he wants. Studio, come on. He you and know Pat's Lugatti, right? Yeah. You know that you know that Pat has problems with the Alamo Draft House because <laughs> they wouldn't let him in. He, he sh- <laughs> I think all Al- he did was show up <laughs> a few minutes late to a movie, and they wouldn't let him in. Alamo Draft movie. House has problems with me. Yeah. Well, that's the offers on the table for the Best Show staff right now. It's called the Father Stew Challenge. Who's, I'll go see it. You, Michael, go see it. Mike, there's two tickets for Father Stew. You go see it. Studio? <laughs> I Here's the thing. I haven't been to a movie theater without doing one of those AMC rent the whole theater things. Well, you want me to rent a whole theater so you can go see Father Stu? Is that what <laughs> no, you're saying? I, I literally don't think it's going to be an option no, price to do out. that. Look, I don't think okay. you're going to have to. I think every every theatrical run of Father Stu is going to feel like you rented the theater. Exactly. For and that's what I was going to say. I'm not it's, expecting a big crowd. No, especially yeah, if we go I, during like a matinee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike, I, I think I think if, if I just want to say two for Stu, please. 
Guys, when I you, didn't even yeah. see this Batman. When you lo- yeah, I didn't, look, when you log into the website to go buy tickets for Father Stew and you see like <laughs> certain certain seats are like are like X'd out or like right. gray, grayed out, that probably means that those seats are broken. <laughs> Not that there's somebody who already bought a ticket for that seat. Exactly. And all the celebrities go to Burbank theaters and pop in for like opening weekend. You so do you think Wahlberg's going to pop in and it's just me sitting there. there? It might be you sitting there and he'll be like, hey, what's up? You, you, you heard us your father still? <laughs> I'm sitting there by myself. I couldn't even get someone else to go. No, it's you. You just with the, you got your popcorn and some, yeah. and some two snacks. What, what are you going to get? Popcorn and something else or not even popcorn? Oh, no, I'm going to get popcorn. You'll get popcorn and what else? And two snacks. And is, is popcorn one of the snacks? No, it's not. Of course, it's one of the snacks. Oh, okay. It's popcorn. Okay, so it's popcorn, and then I'm probably going to get Mike. What, and are we I. doing the food pyramid here? Well, I thought, I thought popcorn's kind of separate from the snack section. Fine. You know what I mean? Fine. But fine. I'm, I'm going to get no, no, Mike no, no, and Ike. No, 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 I don't no, need that no, much no, sugar. No, no, no. This is what I want. Okay, not fine. doing nachos, no, popcorn, no. Mike and Ike. The people have diabetes. People have done a lot of talking. It's time I did some listening. <laughs> large soda. Two tickets. Large soda. Yeah. Popcorn two and two snacks. You're welcome, Mike and Pat. Yeah, what is it? What are you, the union boss for these guys? Damn, I had to step up. Somebody wasn't saying anything. It's like fist all of a sudden. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting dragged to the mat here by the we, union boss. We can accept those terms, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's the Irishman all of a sudden. <laughs> so. So popcorn, congratulations, union members. Your 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 shop steward negotiated uh, <laughs> negotiated popcorn. That's an email the everyone agreement. gets. Yeah. Great news, everybody. <laughs> I re- we, the, we went back to the table. They added popcorn. <laughs> we just need a vote now. So. That's an exciting thing for you, Mike. Popcorn has now been added to the thing, uh, to the deal. Also, that's good. What would be your two snacks? Assuming popcorn's one. I don't say this. If you want to swap popcorn out for those mini pretzels, I'm sort of a traditionalist. I mean, I generally just stick to popcorn. Usually, the thing's too big. You know, even the smallest is, you know, a pretty big bag. Yeah. And those pretzels, those little mini pretzel dipper things that you drop into like a thing of just cheddar cheese, like liquid uh-huh. cheese. Uh-huh. I've had those at times when I've gone to the movies and been like, oh, man, I need dinner. I can't just eat candy. <laughs> yeah. I got to eat something that yeah. replicates solid food. <laughs> yeah, that's and I meal. leave so sick after that. And rightfully so, because I'm poisoning myself. I would be father stupid. That's what I should be. That should be the story of my movie. Tom Sharpling is father stupid. Watch me eat that at the movie theater. So, so pop. Okay, good. All right. So the father stew challenge, whoever wants to do it can do it. And I'll also let one listener do it. How about that? As long as you call up with a report, your father stew uh, review. One listener will be selected 
to see Father Stu. And I'm not paying for your gas. And if some people want me to pay for your gas, not these days. So if you want to see Father Stu, reach out. Reach out on Twitter. Maybe you'll be the lucky listener who gets to experience the Father Stu challenge. Pat, any other calls? Uh, we have one online too. Okay, a little light on the calls tonight, people. A little light on the well, calls. I, I should point out we're, um, you know, we're 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 transitioning studios as we've said, but this phone system is pretty old. I sometimes have to reset it. I should have uh, reset it before the night. There's a couple lines out of our bank that are down okay. tonight. So. All right, so that's different then. Yeah. Well, I, I, I that's fine. Every listeners, don't worry. I I take that back. I learned my lesson. I'm maturing, not unlike Father Stu did when he realized the error of his ways. I'm, I'm going through my own Father Stu uh, type trans uh, transition here. We're all um, works in progress. We all are, yes. Have we heard from our friend Perry? Perry, you know, is still uh, just he's going to call when he's able. Um, he was going to try to eat something and then call in a little bit. So. I'll, I'll check in with him steak. during this call. Let's do this call, please. Hello, Bashow. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? It's Teresa in Kentucky. Teresa in Kentucky. Hello. How are you tonight? Doing okay, I think. What's mm-hmm. the weather like in Kentucky in early April? In April, it is kind of rainy, cloudy. It's been like a light, comfortable sprinkle of rain and maybe a little bit cold, but not terribly so. All right, all right. And how? when does it get hot? Uh, off and on throughout the year. I mean, there's less snow every winter. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I can't really tell. I don't leave the house a whole lot. Sure. Now, Teresa, do you have something for the topic? For the topic, I have have like a million threads on the topic and a lot of fear. Because, I I mean, are are you looking for the bad people around the country and broadcasting so they could know it? Like, what if they don't like the truth and... um, want to shoot the messenger and what if they like mobilize a whole army to defend the lies or like what what if do, do we have any safeguards on starting some sort of devil circus party that's out to shoot down the truth don't worry just just name the things and we'll i'll 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 face the music i'll face Maybe. the music don't worry with it. this this sounds a little uh little heightened, I would say, what you're saying. You'll face the music. You mean you would take a fall for me if people didn't like my truth? Of course. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, who's the best person from Kentucky? The best people. Um, well, we are proud of our musicians. We, you know, we have um, the River of Music Party in Owensboro. And there's also the Louisville Folk School. I, I've been taking a lot of music lessons, you know, so I like the music. And there's also the Juneteenth Festival in the park in my town. And okay. I just wish that, like, these two 
channels like the Juneteenth celebration and the music festival would mix more because it's like some people think we only want music. We don't want any confrontation or guilt. We don't so much go to Juneteenth, but we love our music. And some other people think, well, I love Juneteenth. The people at the music festival should really come to Juneteenth and support black business and, you know, see that it's totally okay to be friendly. And I, I really wish that they would mix more. Sure. So you have a nice, you have a vibrant music scene. Who, who is the, who is the best person to come out of the arts in Kentucky? Hmm. Let's see. Out of the arts in Kentucky. We're known for Bill Monroe historically. Okay. So Bill Monroe. Yeah. Like the credited as father of bluegrass. Sure. And maybe not enough credit for like the people who played fiddle with his uncle Penn at the like the cabin, more like the the black people around Uncle Penn. I don't think it's shout outs enough. But right. um we have historically Bill Monroe and Uncle Penn. Okay. And but what do you think of uh, people who say that bluegrass is the speed metal of country music? Well, I think that accurately describes how a mandolin sounds when you're, like, really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish I could do that. I tried mandolin, and the strings are so tight it hurts my fingers, and I don't have a lot of dexterity for the rippling, fast shredding on a mandolin. Mm-hmm. But when you really get a mandolin or a banjo shredding, I'd say it's kind of speed metal-ish. Sure, sure. Now, uh, how, uh, and then who would you However, say is on the... Who who's on the other side of it? Who's who's the worst? Who's the villain of of Kentucky? Who's the villain of Kentucky? Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. There's people who would. There are people who would stop gay parents from adopting. There's some controversy about the Sunrise Group because they, they were in the paper last year because they get public funding but mm-hmm. and they, they say they will take gay children but mm-hmm. they don't they've turned away like gay parents who would adopt and I think that's, that's not really valuing all life or all parenting if you say that some people shouldn't parent or interfere with your possible brainwashing plans mm-hmm. that's terrible now, what if I was that? No, that's truly terrible. That's real life terrible. Mm-hmm. What about somebody who is just like the thing they made, though? If, if I was to, if I, you gave me a terrible, legit terrible thing, who's somebody or that is more kind of on the, the lighter side of things where it wouldn't go past, I think that person sucks. I think that person sucks. Like bad, like, yeah. Oh gosh, I don't think anybody sucks. Okay. I think that people are like a system of their, um, their temptations and obstacles. And sometimes 
mental or physical disabilities. Mm-hmm. And I think that any anything isn't so much good or bad as just like a system of these hindrances mm-hmm. or temptations. Mm-hmm. Like like the recent Oscars situation at the Academy Awards. Um, I don't think anybody involved in that is a particularly bad person. I saw three good people with like a disability on both sides actually. Mm. Like, as the person who has trouble reading visual cues, maybe, and likes to be a provocateur in comedy, and saying he's saying things that maybe a writer wrote, knowing that he made a documentary about black women's hair and all the different strategies that they have, and thinking that the target of the joke is someone who has a lot of resources and the ability to afford any of the options and taken in stride when there's actually a disability there too. And there's at least some sensitivity to sunlight. It's been increased and increased chances of cancer. So like it was impossible for me to see any bad there. As for Kentucky, like, what about Rob Riggle or Jim Varney? Jim Jim Varney. Look, Rob Riggle's a nice guy. I can't, what about Jim um, Varney? Hey, Vern, you don't want to put him on the list? I I can say absolutely nothing against Jim Varney. He's actually one of my heroes of all time. All right. Like, what about uh, Kevin Richardson from uh, from uh, what's what group's he from again? Kevin Richardson. Remember Kevin Richardson from Backstreet Boys? Oh, did we? The one that looks like he has a painted on mustache and beard. No. All right. Well, Teresa, this is a great call, and you gave a lot of insight into into this from different angles, and I really appreciate it. Okay. And you have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Calls? Hello, Besho. Hi. Hi, Tom. This is Alan. Hi, Alan. Where are you calling from? Calling from Santa Rosa, California. Santa Rosa, California. Where's that now? Uh, It's just north of San Francisco in the Bay Area. Ah, the Bay Area. Consisting of San Francisco, Oakland, and others. <laughs> That's about right. So what can I do for you tonight, Alan? You got something for the topic? Yeah, I got something for the topic this week, and uh, I had a comment on the double albums, too. But uh, I'll start with this week, if that's cool with you. You start wherever you want to start. Well, I'm originally from Alabama, and I think uh, I'd like to cover that state. I've got a... Uh, Which state now? Alabama. Alabama, yeah, yes, Alabama, the great state of Alabama. Yeah, 
um, there's actually a lot of people from Alabama, but uh, the two mm-hmm. the two best Alabamians I would think would be Willie Mays and Son Ra. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good two a twofer there. And the and the two worst would be uh, George Wallace and uh, Judge Roy Moore. Yeah, no, of course George Wallace is a terrible person. <laughs> you can't, you can't throw me. Do people not know how this show works? People don't know we make fun of. People not know what we do here. <laughs> of course, George Wallace. Of course, if I can name one of those for every state, you can name ten of those for every state. Come on, Alan, help me out. Okay, help me out, Alabama. You just, you just couldn't, you just couldn't bring yourself to say, you couldn't bring yourself to just say Courtney Cox, or, <laughs> or. Channing Tatum, could you? You just couldn't help me out in that regard, could you? And Teresa, Teresa, God bless her, was 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 going down a different road. You're going down a different. Maybe I'm the wrong one. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. You just couldn't say I don't like Charles Barkley very much. Uh, You know, he has his moments. I'm not saying that's the person. I would put him as maybe the best person <laughs> he did uh he did poll you know he did phone screening for uh opinion polling for whether he should run for governor or not a couple of times so. how'd that go uh well he's not the governor so. not the governor he never ran for governor lionel yeah. richie no not lionel richie well, richie he's he right in the middle for me as far as Best and worst. <laughs> All right, hang hang up on this guy. This guy's driving me nuts. You're uh, Alan. God bless you. You're driving me nuts. And that's like Father Stu. I'm telling everybody, God bless you. I sound like bleeping night, Father Tom. Stu here. I sound like Father Love bleeping Stu. Love the book. Thank you, Alan. That makes that that's that 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 helps a lot. All right, man. You have a good night. Hang up. Hang up. Oh, hang up. Please. Thank you. Any other calls? Yeah, actually, I have Perry uh, as well as one other caller. Talk to Perry. Okay. Please. Please hold. Father Stu. What am I doing? Hello, Beshow. Hey Tom, it's Perry. Now this is our friend Perry Shaw, and he's a good guy. This is one of the good guys out there. I know a lot of people. You look out sometimes. You look out your window and you see the world, and it looks like you're watching a a theatrical production of Taxi Driver. Sometimes you look out your window, looks like the either looks like the cast of Gummo is is acting in taxi driver or the cast of taxi drivers acting in gummo it looks like one or the other out your window and it makes you say who are the who are the good people out there well perry shall is one of them perry yeah, is I'm like uh, the beach bum if we're doing the harmony references right 
Yeah, you're, but you're, you're, look, you're not, this does not apply to you. This does not apply to you. You look out the window and you see Perry Shaw walking down the street. You don't see Gummo or uh, Taxi Driver. So, Perry, you're a good guy. Gilbert Godfrey passed away today. This is somebody you called friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks to um, Scott Rogowski, actually, who kind of put together the final puzzle piece to connect this guy oh, who no. if I don't get Scott, if Rogo if Rogo feels like he got shut out on this he I don't know <laughs> he's going to he's going to sell t-shirts in his store with with my face with the ghostbusters uh symbol through it <laughs> What's uh, the name of his t-shirt shop Quiz Daddy's Closet Yeah Scott Rogowski the the subject to change maybe but the host, the host, once and forever, I will say of 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 HQ, the late great HQ. Uh, he now has a business out in Santa Monica. Santa something, and, and it's called Quiz Daddy's Closet. He's selling all sorts of vintage uh, clothing and T-shirts and stuff, and it's really worth checking out. Um, and I think best. that's open now. If I remember correctly, and he's a great yes, guy. Yes, I believe so. You go in, you you go in there. You tell him Tom sent you. You say, Scott, Tom sent me. You know what? You might not get a discount. He might let you use the bathroom though. <laughs> I'm excited to check it out once I make it out that way. Yeah. Um, so Scott Rogowski yeah. helped you meet. Yeah, basically. Sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. Sorry. No, 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 not that. Um, basically, Scott Scott was on the best show years ago, and he you asked him if he had anything to promote, and he said, "No, I have vintage T-shirts for sale," but he had nowhere to sell them. And I was like, "All right, I'll I'll send this guy a message. He seems nice." And we we hit it off. That was a long time ago now. I mean, he's a very close friend of mine, and he knows how much since I was a kid. I've Gilbert has always been. My favorite, anybody who's famous. I don't even know how, just famous person. Gilbert was always my favorite since I was a kid. And before I could even realize that he was a stand-up comedian or anything. And um, once I had a favorite stand-up comedian, that was Gilbert. And it always has been. I bootlegged to, you know, I made t-shirts with his face on it for my band when I was younger. Um, I just always loved him and... I did a painting for an art show in California that was supposed to be dedicated to these so-called icons, and I picked Gilbert, and I knew it wasn't going to sell. And so I reached out to Frank Santo Padre, Gilbert's co-host, and I mailed this painting in, and apparently Gilbert gets a lot of mail and fan stuff, and he loved this painting for whatever reason. And... I had this thing in my head. I want to turn that painting into a T-shirt for him. He's never had a T-shirt in his entire life. And long story shorter, uh, Scott puts me in touch with him and his wife, Dara, and we hit it off. And they invited me to a show in Allentown that weekend. And I brought him a bunch of gifts, a Maury Amsterdam book, all this nerdy stuff. And we hit it off, and then we turned that into making a T-shirt for him and a friendship and uh yeah next thing you know uh here we are it's intense 
It's yeah, crazy to be and, sucked into a hero's life like that. So you got to you got to hang out with him and spend legit time with him and talk to him. And what kind of what kind of person was he when he wasn't on stage that you got to experience? I mean, you know, he was exactly. See, when I saw his documentary, it was exactly how I knew of him to be, despite him never showing that. You could tell that he's that type of person deep down. Uh, and my all my experiences with him have been, I can't believe this guy is giving me this much of his time and energy, and he wants me to make him laugh as much as he wants to make me laugh. And it, it was so natural for him to just be kind and funny and constantly searching, without even thinking of it, for a way to connect you and him and have a conversation about something you both care about. Um, I mean, he just was so easy for me to be around. He felt like it was somebody I knew my whole life because in a way, I guess I felt like I did, but it became uh, really apparent that he actually appreciated my time. You know, maybe not as much as I did his, but you know, it, it, it was a, uh, surreal i went to his scott and i went to his birthday party right before the pandemic started uh i mean it was so special to feel like i was invited into somebody's world who in my mind was doing everything i wanted to do he followed his dream when he was a kid of being a comedian uh, the way that i did with artwork and he uh, didn't care about what other people thought as long as he made himself laugh. I think that's what he wanted. And uh, he's just always been someone I really, really looked up to and admired beyond being the funniest person I've ever heard in my entire life. Sure. Yeah. Now that it's, it's, it's just like he is one of the few people who really had a foot in the past and a foot in the present. And the last could be f- the last, you know, one of the last like that. Yeah, to be to be a true expert in the minutia of stuff from the fifties and forties, even and all these old movies, and but then to also just kind of have a handle on some version of what's going on now, and to be funny in a contemporary way as all as well. Oh yeah. I mean, his, he, he was on TikTok because his daughter was like, we're going to make funny videos and you're going to be the subject. And mm-hmm. he had this hilarious thing. He was just down to do it because he, he wasn't stuck in the past, even though that was what he was obsessed with. He wanted to make everybody laugh forever. You know, he read the lyrics to WAP on uh, some YouTube video. Like, I mean, he just—he just wanted to make people happy, truly, like yeah. not selfishly in any way. Just if he was breathing, he want, i think he wanted people to be laughing at what he was doing. And mm-hmm. yeah, now I—I I really wanted to—I really want—I don't want to take up too much time, but I really wanted to tell you the story of when I took him out for the day in Philly. <laughs> um, if yeah, you're please, please tell us. Uh, so I guess, um, again, right before, you know, before the pandemic, right before his birthday, he was coming to Philly for like five nights or something. And I'm like, I texted his wife, Dara, and, um, 
And I said, hey, does Gilbert do anything when he comes to play these shows? You know, I know he's very much like he wants to be in and out. He's obsessed with doing it, but it's a lot of his time. And I felt bad. This guy's probably going to the show, sitting in his hotel, going to the next show in the same exact venue over and over. So she said, uh, I, I said, can I take him out for the day one day? And she said he would love that. So I pick him up from the hotel. I figure we're going to go out to eat. We go to a restaurant my friends work at. They take great care of him. They give, he, he's taking pictures of his food, by the way, to send to Dara so she knows that he ate all his food. And then she's texting me, thanking me to make sure that he eats everything. Like, I, we talked about having me tour manage him, um, too, over the, pen, the end, you know, before shows started happening again, I was going to possibly drive him around and do all that because he was, you know, he wasn't in the best shape. And so it was basically like my well, breakfast with Blassie, but with Gilbert and, um, and not Andre even, <laughs> uh, more like Blassie somehow. But we went out to eat and we got this, they gave him this giant brownie dessert, I remember. He couldn't eat it. We took it with and the next place we were going is my friend's donut shop. But Gilbert loves free stuff. So we went in, got a donut. My friend says, Gilbert, if you want to take any extra donuts, I'd love to give you some to go. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I have any room. We just got this big brownie. We're sitting down. He's eating his donut. And like five minutes later, he looks at me and he goes, how long do you think those donuts stay good for? Oh, and I go, <laughs> I don't know, a couple days maybe. Um do you want to take them home? You should take them. So he goes, okay, I'll take a donut. So anyway, we, we leave the donut shop on his way out. My friend texts me and says, Gilbert did a dance leaving the donut shop. He was so happy to get those. Donuts. Uh, I didn't even see. Yeah. It. He definitely, if you watch the documentary, what is it? Is it just called Gilbert? I can't remember. Yeah. By Neil Berkeley. Yeah. It's a, it's a really sweet, uh, well-made documentary. And, um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's worth uh, <laughs> worth checking out. So, so we, so we get the. First but but, but I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But in the documentary, he 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 is he shows his love for for uh, free stuff. He's he's a little bit of a hoarder. He likes to hold on to stuff, and. He had old shampoo bottles from airlines that don't even exist anymore and things like hotel chains, stuff like that. Just, <laughs> although not hitting a shampoo from airlines, you're not washing your hair on a plane. I just want to say before anybody gets on me for that, because <laughs> Perry, they're going to get on me for that. They get on me for everything now. They get on me for oh, everything. It's, it's awful. It's awful. But look, you know, uh, if there were shampoo on it, airlines he would have found a way to get them for free yeah he would have yeah so so yeah so gilbert loved his freebies and you got to see him in action do a little dance after getting a couple free donuts so well it gets better so then we go to the mutter museum which is the museum of medical oddities for anybody who's not familiar in philadelphia and um gilbert you know he loves old horror movies and all that stuff so i'm like this is going to be perfect he'll love this so we go in and they take us in a special entrance down an elevator because there was a lot of steps for him. And we, they open the doors. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I hope this doesn't bring too much attention. We're, we're in a separate entrance. We're in the Museum of Medical Oddities. Nobody 
face twice about Gilbert walking around. Anywhere we go in Philly, everybody's going crazy. We're in this museum. It was so nice. We got to look around. He did his whole, like he's really interested every time he saw something. Uh And, um, and we leave and I go, all right, Gil, well, you gotta, you need to rest up before your show. I'll, I'll take you back to the hotel. And he goes, uh, Hey, um, I, or I said, is there anything you need before I drop you off? Cause he doesn't have any transportation otherwise. And he goes, uh, yeah, on, on the way here, did we, I'm pretty sure I saw, did we pass a dollar store? And, and I said, no, definitely didn't pass a dollar store, but if you want, um, I could take you to one We what do you need to get? And he's like, yeah, do we have time? And I was like, that's up to you. I'll take you to one. Do you need anything? And he goes, well, nothing really particular. I just like to look. And I said, okay. So I take right. him to a dollar store and I'm like, well, about to walk in. I say, what, what do you want to get? Is there anything we're in a rush? Is there anything I could go look for? We'll split up. And he goes, I'm not sure. Maybe some masking tape. Uh, because I know he does a bit where he uses masking tape as, you know, Groucho mustache and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, so we look around, I find masking tape and he says, Oh no, we need the small masking tape, the regular kind. Like, okay, Gil. Uh, we don't find anything he wants. I'm like, all right, well, I'll take you back to the hotel now. Is there anything else you need? And he goes, are there any other dollar stores? That one was dollar general and they're more than a dollar. And they said, I don't think they make dollar stores besides the one he goes to in New York, Jack's 99 cent store. I don't think they make any other uh, dollar stores anymore. And he goes, well, if there's one more, uh, maybe we can go. So I take him to a family dollar in Fish Northern Liberties or something. So we go in. I say, Gilbert, is there anything you want me to look for? And he goes, maybe one of those tall cans of shaving cream, but only if it's a dollar or less very specific uh-huh. so we're looking <laughs> we're looking around and so when people let me just say when people please complain that a dollar store has things that cost more than a dollar in it that person gilbert Gottfried, was one of those people yeah he's yeah because i would always just be like who's moaning about that there's stuff that's like there's stuff that's like a dollar seventy nine at the dollar store. Who's really moaning about that? It's like, man, it was Gilbert Gottfried was one of them. Yeah, pretty much. He he was, you know, he knew that he could find it cheaper somewhere else, and he would he would take that risk. So we're looking around and we don't find anything that he actually wants, and the, and he starts cursing. He starts putting on basically a mini show just for me, where he goes. This is the worst goddamn, you know, effing yeah. dollar store I've ever been to in my life. I can't believe this is horse S and, you know, just freaking out just for me. Just, yeah. just yelling and ha- uh, throwing a fit. And it was so great. And then he, he looks at this shelf and he sees floss and he goes, this looks like it's the best version of generic floss store brand floss that they have. And so he picks up three of them. I go, okay. I, I actually somehow get what he's talking about. And so we start walking up to the uh, register and he stops and he looks at me and the floss and he goes, um, are these waxed? 
And I said, I, I don't know, man. Let me look. And I'm looking at it, and I go, I don't think so. Is that bad? And he goes, I don't know. I know you're supposed to either it's better to get waxed or not. I'm not sure. And I go, I don't know. <laughs> so I said, uh-huh. is there a dollar each, and you're going to get three of them? It might be worth the risk. And so we're, we're, he goes, okay. We walk up to the counter. He puts down two, sets them aside. He's only going to get one. And then okay. he he looks at this kid who couldn't be more than 16 years old working the register, and he goes, the, guy, the kid picks it up to scan it. He's talking on his phone the whole time, the kid. And uh, Gilbert goes, oh, oh, is that waxed? And the kid goes, what? And he said, is it floss wax? And he goes, what do you mean wax? And I said, it's not wax, Gilbert. Just, just, it's okay. He he rings up, he goes, it's a dollar sticks or whatever. Gilbert busts out the black card or something, you know, a heavy credit card for yeah. this one thing of floss, just as I, I would only hope he would. Yeah. And yeah. He, he goes, I, I hate to find out that I really like this floss and I only got one. And I said, Gilbert, if, if you like it, I'll come back and I'll get you more. No problem. So the kid rings him up and he hands him the stuff, or the, the one, I mean, the one single pack of floss. And the guy goes, you're good. And Gilbert said, what? And he said, oh, you're cool. And Gilbert turns around and looks at me dead serious. And he goes, did you hear that? I'm cool. Never been called <laughs> cool before. Mm-hmm. And then he just walks out the door and we walk out through the, uh, motion detector, you know, whatever it opens up. And I just stand there like, this is the best, this is the best day ever. That's amazing. You got so to spend con- some so real con- time con- with your hero. Yeah. And then I got, to, yeah. I mean, then we FaceTimed my nephew who loves him and Gilbert loved making kids laugh. I mean, it was just, I'll never forget that day, you know, and I've spent other time with him before and after and probably brings better stories, but that was just, that was the best. Amazing. Truly amazing. And I'm very and then sorry. I got him to call you. And that made then you got him to call the best show. It was amazing. Yeah. And when I did his, his radio show, I mean, his podcast, it was one of the best times. Maybe the best podcast experience I've ever had going on somebody else's show. It might've been. And he sang Elton John, right? I believe we did. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's just the funniest. And yeah. I'm sorry for for your loss, and I'm sorry for everybody who knew him and and cared about him for their loss. Thanks, Tom. I know how much you loved him. Early on, I remember maybe even you just mentioning him and thinking like, "Oh, good, I would have, I could have guessed." But uh, I I know that you understood the aspects of him that were important to you. It were very mm-hmm. much, you know, there's. There's a different motive almost of your uh, of why you like him and appreciate him, and I felt that I did, and then uh, I guess it confirmed it. But he's so much more. He, I think he was just so much more than a lot of people thought about, and I think they'll start to see it now, and I hope they do. And he's just so much more than, in my mind, the funniest person alive. Uh, no mm-hmm. longer, God, Jesus, I hate saying that. Uh, wow. Was was the funniest person I'll say ever. How about that? That's fine. Yeah. Look, he's, 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 it's just the people, people go away, but they also don't go away. 
So for sure, we gotta you gotta remember them so so that they you can talk about them in the present tense. Actually, so yeah, I I put up a alive. great interview I did with him um, that I think you would appreciate, and whoever else wants to watch on my social media, wherever that is, uh, just. Uh, I, I got to go to his house and talk to him about his T-shirts, and he had one from every single thing he's ever been a part of for his whole career, from working at the Comedy Cellar in, like, the 80s to, uh, you know, Cyber Chase or whatever he does a voice. He did a voice on. and mm-hmm. um, It's a fantastic uh, just information about him that hasn't been put out there before, so. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's um, it's yeah, it's a sad day, but it's there's there's so much stuff behind left behind that everybody's gonna just be able to always enjoy what they loved about him till the end of time. So, and thank you for calling. I know it was not it was not easy, and but you 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 did great, and you're a great guy, and uh, you know. I'm looking forward to more Perry Shall in my life in 2022. Mm, I hope so, Tom. I, I would love that. Um, All right. Thank you so right, much buddy. for having Thanks me. Thanks for on. being part of the show. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Love you, man. Yeah. Love you, too. Sweet guy. Sweet guy. Perry Shall. Good guy. Right? Great guy. And he really hooked it up in September. I can't believe that was only September that we did that uh, Tom Doesn't Know show. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to post just the isolated interview with Gilbert this Friday for best show bests. So if people missed it, they can see it in the archive or they could wait till Friday and they'll hear that, that moment Mm -hmm. of best show history will be Friday on the feed. Yeah, I can't, I, uh, everybody can check it out. It was a highlight. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. I'm glad we, I'm glad he called it. It's very meaningful. I I just uh, always appreciated that he did the DIY weirdo stuff. Someone of his stature and fame and legend, like he did the uh, the special without Brett Davis. He did, you know, best show. He did uh, Scott yeah, Rogowski. So much of that that stuff he did the special with that with uh, out Doug Daniels. He was on that thing and was so funny. Yeah, and everybody. Like there was no there was no ulterior motive to that other than getting to do a funny thing. Exactly, he didn't have to do that kind of stuff. But like you know, whether it was running late with Scott Rogowski, uh, the special, just like he was in New York, he was a New Yorker, and he would just do stuff, mm-hmm. even just just to do it. And you know, I'm sure, yeah. and it was a freebie. You know, like he just was really cool like that. And yeah. you know, I'm yeah. I don't know, I didn't know him personally, but. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You're right. And I think it's a page that you look at like, I don't know. Look, I'm not here to name names, but to say that like when, when a dudio, for example, decides he doesn't want to be in the uh, duck dynasty uh, origin movie. (laughs) I feel like that's a selfish act. You're You're not sharing yourself with the world. By celebrating Phil Robertson in all of his glory. <laughs> oh, God. I think my character was named like Big Gus or Big Al or something. Big Gus. With the, you could have brought us all Big Gus and, and brightened all of our lives a little bit. And the Oscar goes to? 
the Oscar goes to this how it would have gone. <laughs> you look on the stage, it's it's Will Smith comes out for best supporting actor. He's gonna give the award and he goes. And the winner is and he goes, Get up here, big Gus. <laughs> and then you go up. Like he just says like <laughs> Get up here, big Gus, you SOB. Crowd goes wild. Crowd goes bonkers. Anthony Hopkins is automatically up on his feet clapping. Yeah. Everybody's going nuts. You have Jeff Bridges is dressed like he was in True Grit. (laughs) He's there doing his Rooster Cogburn routine. Yeah. Right? You you got... uh, (laughs) they They were doing a special reunion of the cast of the movie taxi that year <laughs> so they're there they were also doing this they're they're on their feet cheering they're doing a special reunion of the cast of fever pitch they're there up on their feet cheering um <laughs> trying to think of another jimmy fallon movie um, <laughs> that's it isn't it i think, I think you tapped them out also. yeah oh that's right yep yeah oh look it's a it's a it's a it's a loss Big loss. Um, yeah. Any other calls, Pat? We got just uh, two calls left. Give me these final two, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. And uh, I will say this: I I had a whole other show planned for tonight. Whole other show, long long story. I want to tell you all about. Like this is going to be. We'll do it next week. This is going to be one of those. Sit back and get ready because this is a long one to talk about me going to Las Vegas <laughs> and seeing the new Chris Angel show and getting invited to be a part of a Chris Angel meet and greet. That's next week. That was going to be this week, but the Gilbert stuff kind of knocked me uh, on my heels a little bit and I decided to focus on that a little bit more and uh, but we'll get back to the other stuff so yeah this was a this was an exception of a show because we wanted to talk about uh, talk about him because um, yeah so give me those give me one of those two calls please if you could Pat hello best show hi it's Tim from Denver who now from Denver? Tim from Denver. Tim from Denver. How are you doing, Tim? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Tim? Uh, well, we can talk about the topic, but first off, I just want to say I'm a relatively new fan of the best show and want to thank you guys, you and the crew. And uh, I read your book. It was awesome. And I got the box set. So oh know, man, that's kinda, sweet. What got you? What got you in the door? What got you in the door, Tim? How'd you hear about so the I show? Got, I was on hold and I was trying to figure out what that was. And I but you it figured was. it out all right today. That's when yeah, you started listening to the show. You were on hold and then you decided to check the show out. No, 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 no. I've been listening for four years now. But um, I oh, think- I misunderstood. I thought I was saying. So, what was the first thing? And you were like, "Well, I was on hold." 
And I thought maybe you heard the show on hold and then decided, hey, I like this, and then quickly bought the box set and read my book <laughs> while being on hold. Yeah. I was going to be like, you've been on hold for a while. It's been a, it's been a while, yeah. Um, I think your shows with Marin, I think I crossed over at some point. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Mark Mark, uh, Mark Marin is a voice in this new animated thing, Bad Guys. It's, I think that's pretty oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm kind of worried his tour, his, his tour is called, like, Maybe It's My Last Tour, and I don't think he's coming here, so. It's, he's a, you'll see him. I hope so. The word maybe's in there. There's people that say this is unequivocally, without a doubt, I, I, there is no question in my mind that this is my final thing ever tour, and then they come back after two years. If he's yeah, using the word maybe, he's coming back. Yeah. Hey, Tim, what, what, what do you got for me, Tim? So the best and worst people from Colorado. Uh, do you want to start with worst or best? Let's start with best. All right, so for Mike, Adolf Coors. Um, is the best. The general best. I don't know. I, was, I, I had to cheat. I went on Wikipedia. Well, like tricky John to Cheadle. pick. Look, I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to generalize. Yeah. Didn't think anyone with Adolf as a first name would end up on the best <laughs> of anyone on the list, <laughs> to be it's, fair. It's not, it's, exactly a, it's not exactly a name that has... Uh, <laughs> There's not a it's, a, it's not that name is not exactly casting a wide net in terms of range. <laughs> well, his his first name ends in PH, not F, so maybe maybe he gets a little more credit. But all right, well, I can go down the line some of the celebrities. Don Cheadle. Like, do you think? Here. Do you think when? Do you think when Dolph Lundgren started that somebody that he's probably Adolf, right? That's right? probably yeah. fair to say. Do you think somebody was just like he's like. It's like, I'm going to be an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's your name? Adolf Lundgren. And they're just kind of like, mm, Eddie. look, of course, your name's Adolf. That's cool. No, you're not Hitler. We know that. I'm not saying you're Hitler. Hitler's name was Adolf, too. We're going to just float this out there for you. What would you think about losing the A? And you, we, we call you Dolph. What would you think about that? <laughs> that must have been a conversation for sure okay so so okay so you're saying Adolf Coors uh, Don Cheadle um, amazing actor David Fincher's from here Pam Greer's from here wait who else is there David Fincher Pam Greer yeah David Pam Fincher Pam Greer great okay Pam Greer the South Park dudes. South uh, Park dudes. Who else is from here? Uh, Neil Haggerty uh, from Royal Trucks. Neil Haggerty. Oh yeah, sure. I Mork. To look up his, Mork. His album. Mork. Yeah, Mork's Mork's from here for sure. And Mindy. Don't forget Mindy. <laughs> and, Mindy's from yeah. there too. Yep. Remember when Mark first appeared on the on the yeah, happy, happy, happy days? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, about it. I was explaining to somebody the other day, and they thought I was lying. It freaked me out when I was a kid and saw that episode because it, 
at the end, I can't remember what he's doing, but he he hypnotizes the family, or he's like creeping through. He freezes Fonzie, freezes Fonzie, and then Fonzie breaks through the the space hypnosis and starts moving his thumb. Yeah, yeah. it's like Happy Days version of Twin Peaks or something. Like in my memory, at least. Yeah, no, that's that's one that was. Um, a good one. So, well, when you're a kid, I'm not saying it's, you know, David Lynch Heights at this point, but I think it would hold up. I think the uh, the episode of Happy Days with introducing an alien uh, wouldn't at all feel uh, dated or, or um, like a misfire. In the red suit with the silver chest patch or whatever? Yeah. So it was in the bottom. Cool- Give me the bottom. Uh, oh, the bottom. Mm, there's Who's the Fauci Ouchie lady, um, which I know you're a huge fan of hers, as we all are. Oh, I know you, baseball cap head. Mm-hmm. Lauren Bobert. Yeah, and if we're going to be hitting the politicians, Carl Rove is also from here, which is mm-hmm. two bummers. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on how you. He doesn't, how you he doesn't feel. look so good. Some might say he's. Say it that he looks what rove hard and put up wet. No, oh, I never heard that before. Good one, I like that. Thank you. Um, Hunter S. Thompson's from here. I don't know if you like him or not, but yeah, I do like Hunter S. Thompson. But he also is, I would say, he's from Kentucky, as he he lived in in Colorado a long time, but he was born in born and raised in Kentucky. Um, True, true, true. Tim, this is a great call. Thank you, man. First time. Thanks, Bo. Well, really? you did great for the first time. I tip my hat to you. Now get off my phone. I say it with, right, with nice. peace and love. Get off my phone. Love. All right, buddy. Thanks. No. All right. All right. Let's do one more call. Hold on one second. I'll, I get, I will, give me this final call, please. Let's do it. Here we go. Last call. Best show. Hi. How's it going, Tom? Good, good. To whom am I speaking? This is Pat from Philly. Pat from Philly. How are you doing tonight, Pat? I'm good. I'm, I'm buddies with Perry, and uh, he was the first person that I thought of today when I heard about Gabriel. So it was great. It was so great to hear him. Me too. He was. He. I thought of Perry first. Yep. And you know, just hearing those stories about him, like the dollar store, that's unbelievable. Yeah. When's somebody going to do that with me? When is some? When is some? Some fresh-faced kid gonna say well maybe it's maybe i don't want it to happen because then it means i'm like i'm like older then you know what i mean to get some kid going you i want to take you around and not that perry sounds like that that was a rude thing to say i'm like do like a weird voice and say oh that's like what perry sounds like yeah i want to go to the dollar store it's like no that's (laughs) yeah because whenever anybody does those things or they're just like and then my uh and then my, you know, my boss is like, oh, I thought you could work late. And I, like, they always do like that, this insane voice when they're re- mm-hmm. telling a story. And it's just like, I think we know who the hero of this story is. You. Not your boss. You're not like, it's not like, yeah, and then my boss is like, I, I figure I'd give you a bonus. Like, <laughs> they never say a good thing when they do that voice. Right. I watched so that Pennsylvania, eh? 
Yeah, <laughs> Pennsylvania. But I also want to say I watched the clip of you eating custard with the cargo shorts like 40 times today in a row. Oh, that's sweet. And that's that's very kind. And it was just just the way that he said, yeah, was really funny. He's you know, so like, funny. yeah. I, I, he was truly funny. It was so much fun to do a dope, dopey thing with. Um, yeah. Um, lay yeah, it on I, me I got I got in the show late, so I wasn't sure if anybody did Pennsylvania yet, but... No, no. Um, okay, so I think for the best, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nominate Pistol Pete. Pete Maravich, eh? Yeah. From Philadelphia. You're saying that's the best person from Pennsylvania. I mean, it's... I don't know if it's the best. I mean, he's, a, he's like a Pittsburgh guy, but I mean, he's... He's Pistol Pete. He's one of the coolest basketball players ever. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, you got the Ween. I'd put the Ween guys up there. Really? This is what you're talking I mean, about for the best? Well, I mean, this, I'm also calling the best show. I mean, what do you want me to mean? You know. What's, what's I, I can, what about Questlove? I mean, Questlove, yeah, but I mean, Questlove is absolutely, I would say he's, he's a better option than both of those. But, you know, I, I would think that we would assume that, you know what I mean? I know I understand that part, but um, but you, you also, you know, can't. Here's some other people no. from Pennsylvania. No, I mean, it's a lot of cool. Andy guys. Warhol. Andy Warhol. Yeah, Andy Warhol. Yeah, talk about Pittsburgh guys. Got Andy Warhol. I mean, I think we'd probably have to not. We'd have to give it to Andy Warhol, you know, or it's going to be a quarterback. Like, I mean, it, it's a lot of quarterbacks. It's Joe Montana, mm-hmm. Dan Marino, and we we got Mike Dicka. I mean, it's just a lot of football. So I think we do have to go with Andy Warhol. Pink. And then uh, the worst. Do you want to do the worst? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think it's one of the two Chads that's in the band live. Let's just say the band live. How about that? How about we round up? (laughs) All four. Because if they were willing to hang out with the two Chads, they're complicit. Right. So we we have to throw Ed Kowalczyk and, and Patrick Dahlheimer into it as well yeah what about john daly can't put him as the best oh yeah i mean another pittsburgh guy yeah Yeah. keystone you know keystone state i I would say you know i put i put daly up there would we put daly over Warhol? i'll make it a two-way tie todd rundgren todd rundgren yeah you know, I, I, I get it, but I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I would probably, no, I mean, I, I know you're not a, you're not a huge ween guy, but you know, I, I kind of, I am not, I am not. Well, Rundgren, maybe you can help me, Tom. Rundgren's I've never had, I've, I've tried and do I need to try again? Yeah, give it a shot. Go with the first. Go with the first couple solo albums. Try those. Go with like Runt, the Ballad of Todd Rundgren. Okay. Um, Runt colon the Ballad of Todd Rundgren. Okay. Try that one. 
Okay. And before, those first um, couple go, go, go from the beginning up to something, anything and see what you think of that. But just focus on a very narrow, uh, narrow window there. Okay. Cause there's a lot. Okay. So I appreciate too much. that. There's too much. So just focus on a few. Yeah. See where you stand. And, and then you and check back with you, me. I will. And can I ask you one question? Yeah, of course. I do, um, I do these, I do these YouTube videos on, on songs that stink, right? And I have to pick between, I only have time to make one right now, and I'm between two songs, and I want to, and I want to feel you out to see which one I should do. Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz, is that one of them? I've already done a video on that. It's my least favorite song ever. Yeah, I did, I'm not trying to plug myself, but I did a whole football game where it's like fly away, play it against an American woman to find out which one was worse. Okay. Well, fly away is worse. Fly away one, yeah. Spoiler. It it's one of the worst songs ever. It's it's a 50 minute video. I mean, I'm not like I don't care about people watching it, Tom, but I think you would enjoy it because it's mm-hmm. a 50 minute long video about me talking about two songs that I hate. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what are the two you're working, you're trying to pick now? Um, it's, it's between your body is a wonderland by John Mayer, but it'd be like talking about John Mayer as a whole okay. or it's my life Bon Jovi. It's John Mayer. It's not even close. It's my life stinks though, Tom. That's a terrible song, but you're, if you're going to take on John Mayer as a, an entity that trumps uh, Bon Jovi. I mean, we've, I, I, I agree. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I know that I'm going to have to talk about John Mayer, but the, it's, it's, this, it's this awful guitar community that's going to come at me when I do it, and that's why I'm trying to, like, say, maybe I'll just do Bon Jovi this time. But I'm, I'm also trying to think about my own relationship with Bon Jovi. Like, does Bon Jovi stink, Tom? Not very good. No, he's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to start vouching okay for Bon Jovi just because he's from the same state I'm from. Right. But there's some fun songs in there. There's some fun yeah, ones. It's when he tries to get serious, though, Tom. Well, then you focus on the fun ones. Right. All right, buddy. I got a boogie. I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you so much. You have a great night. All right. Best show, everybody. Any final last-minute plugs from anybody? We're doing uh, Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis in June. I'll announce the date. I'll probably announce the date right here on the best show in a few weeks. Um, okay, but in the meantime, so. people should just generally line up. For, line up, line up, uh, line up a date <laughs> just for the month of June. Like if you, you I'm just June. saying, just clear June, maybe specifically the 11th. Okay, look, you don't have to look. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, maybe give me like, a little some. Give, give me a, a good, little bit of a scoop. Dude, I would. Know. I'd just say that weekend of the 11th, maybe ele- maybe even June 11th at 8 p.m. Maybe yeah. Look, and that's not mark that stone down. Yet in pencil it's no in pencil it's in stone right. it is definitely it's in stone, stone. Okay. and well, we're going to be doing tickets soon okay, so uh it's in stone yeah it's it is in stone that's exciting that's very exciting yeah, man I'm it's gonna be fun to doing it at the uh, pack theater and i'll have details on tickets very soon that's amazing that's uh, that's very i'm glad to hear that yeah and man, um, 
And people can check out the Instagram, uh, best show for life, the number four, and check out the stuff from the best show studio in Jersey that is available. And if there's something you see that you want, then uh, DM the Instagram and reach out. Come on down, folks. Get it while you can. See where it all That's went right. down from since 2014. That's right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. And, uh, yeah. Bye, Mike.